Entonces, voilà. Hello. Hi, everybody. Thought well, I was on, wasn't on mute. I was on mute. Hi, guys. Welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, episode 44. I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with Auntie Farah, Auntie Nana, and Auntie Shade. Hey, my ladies. How are you? All good. Hey, okay. I've got a bit of a headache today, but persevering. Oh, yeah. I've got body ache because. Miss Gina, just Jean, is trying to break us into pieces for the new year, which I'm glad for, but I'm tired and <laughs> my body hurts. I've got PMT. Uh, mine will be coming soon, so hey. So I'm emotional. I'm not going with sync. Were we? Have we? I thought so, but no, I'm going with the moon at the moment, so I'm ovulating. Oh. Sade, how are you feeling? I'm doing ovulating. I'm fine then. <laughs> My boobs what hurt. part of your cycle are you in? <laughs> I don't know if that's anyone's business. <laughs> oh my god! Good evening, um, aunt, I was about to say Auntie Antoinette because I mean you are one of the aunties now. Good evening, yeah, Auntie Antoinette, Antoinette is most definitely yeah. one of the aunties. <laughs> um, okay, so guys, let's get into it. Uh, Nance, I'll hand over to you. Okay. Hello, everybody, and who we are welcoming to our family and giving a hearty salute is to Simone Bresciando, who unfortunately passed away this time last week, so on the 5th of January. And um, yeah, Simone was just a, a lovely, lovely person, a dear friend, spent a lot of time with Sim, and just uh, go onto her page, go onto her Instagram, really have a look and soak up all that she did for the community which she was a real powerhouse and we've gained a uh, an absolute ancestor i know this for true because she she was a deep sister anyway so salute to simone absolutely big hugs um to sister simone and yeah a big loss a big massive loss um so Getting into the headlines, I, just, I mean, it's kind of like a no-brainer. You guys know what's coming next, but I'll hand over to Auntie Farah to give us the, the nutshell of what the frick has been happening. <laughs> Was it? I don't even know who's who's who actually. Well, I, mean, so I suppose we can all talk about this. I mean, okay, so basically, we were talking about what was going to happen with Mr. Donald Trump, and we were saying. Um, How's he going to leave? What's going to happen? Auntie Sade was referring to the vote that was taking place the following day and what would be the outcome of that. Little did we know that Mr. Trump would basically incite writing at the Capitol in America, matting. So then <laughs> it was like it was like watching a TV show. It was it was a cross between a reality show and a film. You know, I expected what's his name, Jared Butler, to come and save the date with matting. Um, <laughs> so that's basically what happened. But Auntie Sade will go on to explain the fallout from this from Trump's side. But in the meantime, did you guys, I mean, I know we all watched it. We were like tweeting and not tweeting. We were on group chat and all sorts of things about it, but it was completely 
bizarre. It was the type of thing that if that happened in another country, America would send in troops and bomb. That's literally <laughs> what happened. Yeah. So it's just like America would call America for America's actions on America. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, Auntie Shad, I forgot that this was leading with you and you have a really good point about this as well. Right, yeah. So I guess I can pick up um, from there. But um, yeah, so we all saw the, 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 I don't know what to call that. The, can we call it an, an insurrection? I was trying to say that. I wanted to say insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically it. And uh, all these people getting their knickers in the twist about, you know, a result that we had from last year. It's like ridiculous. But anyway, so the kind of fallout of this is that Trump, um, who currently is the the you know the the president i don't know for how much longer actually he might that i think the democrats are voting tomorrow on whether they're going to impeach him again to get him out of office sooner because they're quite afraid of what's going to happen and um i think the first thing that happened was that he was banned for twitter um he was banned from facebook and banned from twitter uh facebook decided to give him a lifetime ban and then so did twitter um and um, so, yeah, you can't see Donald Trump is, is, is probably seething at the mouth at the moment because he can't tweet anyone. He can't get, get groups of people together as way, the way that he was before. I think uh, um, his wife probably has more access than him right now, which is really <laughs> anyway, and quite funny. Um, and now it seems that, that um, his followers um, were trying to go to a different app or, or were gathering on a different app called Parlay. Um, uh, where it's supposed to be like, you know, you can say whatever you want. So obviously it tracks the, the scum of the earth, basically, who, who say horrible things and incite violence and, and, and all sorts and, 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 and rejoice in racism. Um, and uh, basically because of this and the, because of the threat, um, which is, you know, it's quite a serious threat. We're talking about domestic terrorism here. Do you know what I mean? Like they've decided um, Google, Facebook, um, a, lot, a few other like app uh, platforms have decided um, that they're no longer um, going to be uh, allowing people to download Parlay from them. And Donald Trump has been banned from, I think, uh, uh, Snapchat, from um, any kind of platform you can think of. <laughs> yeah. Not that he would even be on Snapchat. I don't even know. But like every platform he's He's gone. He's gone. And you can't download Parlay either from any of that reputable, reputable kind of like app platforms. And I just wondered, not actually, not even, I, I, I think I was thinking about it because it's, it's, there's an idea about censorship here. Obviously, don't get me wrong, I'm anti-Trump through and through. Do you know what I mean? And I think like, like I think I've mentioned a couple of weeks ago um, with like, you know, when we used to have issues with the IRA and Sinn Féin and, you know, they used to mute his voice on the TV kind of thing, the leader of Sinn Féin, I think. Yeah, they used yeah. to mute his voice on the TV. It's the same sort of thing that's be, being done, but just in a we're in a different kind of world now where your voice is on social media. Do you know what I mean? So I wondered whether you guys had any concern about the issue of censorship the issue that what actually these tech companies are showing how powerful that they are, that they can turn off the voice of a president and they can turn off the voice of his supporters, whether you agree with them or not. Do you think that they've basically showed their asses in a sense kind of thing and actually exposed how powerful they are and maybe kind of like this is like a super man to plot twist at the end where this is going to be their undoing? Um, or, 
do you think that no, they've done exactly the right thing, this is what they should do, and we shouldn't be worried about this move? So that was a long intro, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. I'm leaning towards, I feel like he shouldn't have been banned. Like the the totalitarian banning of him, to me, just feels really wrong. Um, And I didn't mind when Twitter would put that notice up under his tweets or you delete a tweet that was deemed as offensive. But I feel to actually just shut him off from technology and to really silence that type of white wing opinion base, I think is wrong. I don't agree with it. and I do feel, and I do absolutely understand when people are like, if you're complicit at this, when they come to silence you, don't say anything. I feel like this is, because it's it's a right of what maybe our views are, I think that still doesn't mean that their views shouldn't be heard. And we should all be quite worried when a stream of thought seems to be absolutely shut off from communication. I feel that we should we should be correcting those streams of consciousness not silencing it because it wouldn't be too long before then our streams of consciousness are deemed as threatening to whoever and then we can get silenced that's a so I'm not I'm not okay I'm not okay with that at the same time I do think if he was still on Twitter with how he was raging probability is that the violence would have carried on but who's to say it's going to stop you know it may it may still happen anyway regardless of if they can hear from him or not. They also have their own opinions as well. So, yeah, we'll see how this unfolds. Um, It's funny, hearing you say that, I I, I get it, but um, I feel like it was the time just to shut him up for a bit, even if it was a temporary ban, maybe not a permanent ban, but a temporary timeout, because it was like, there was, because he was, after he gave his pretend um, concession to <laughs> letting to feel like, okay, it's okay, Biden's going to get inaugurated and it's okay. He then quickly returned to being incite, inciting and triggering and stoking the flames of what's already quite volatile right now. We've had five people dead and how many people arrested and all this type of thing. So it's this is what they we would be expected of any kind of leader that's causing problems they and then this is this is the i mean the argument is that this is a private company and it's interesting that we're so dependent on these outlets that they've now become embedded into our social fabric and it's that we believe that we have every right to be on these platforms when actually in true matter of fact these are private businesses and it's only because we use them and we've made them popular but we don't actually have to use them it's not by law it's not by design it's not anything there's not there's nothing that says we have to and we should be allowed to use these platforms it's only because we're so used to them and they're part of our fabric that we are we, we feel something you know like you know the other day i was talking about how stressful it was being locked out of instagram because it, it's an extensive part of my business and it's something that i it's needed however we don't need it we're not supposed to, we don't have to have these things and i think it's not I don't I, I think at this point it came, it, enough was enough. I think to calm things down, enough was enough. And I, I didn't feel no way of him being gone. I use Twitter quite a lot, so it's actually quite a different space at the moment. And for now, it's not gonna, you know, it won't last. And um yeah, I'm not sure if I minded, but I do get this censorship thing and this big tech thing because it's so funny that 
the goalpost move because we're not generally, especially if you're quite liberal in your thinking, you're not generally for the control of big organisations that dominate the market, that control what we see, do, you know, Facebook's in, how, how many times has Facebook been taken to court and been sued or whatever this for invasion of privacy, controlling what we see. Like even today, again, I was looking at Facebook, I was like, I've seen the same feed, same post for the whole day. It doesn't change. And that controlling the algorithm is really frustrating. And they're doing all this and they're scraping our data. So all of that stuff, I'm against big tech for that. But when is enough is enough. And if someone is doing a leader of the so-called free world is inciting violence to the point where they're breaking an institute Washington, the White House was, <laughs> was, was was broken into and there was a riot on the ground and inside the White House. Like, when do we then say, okay, you know what? This is like what, when the London riots were and then people were communicating on WhatsApp and they were trying to stop the channel so people don't plan and organize and strategize. It's a lot, but this is, we are at the mercy of these things. And if you don't abide by the rules, there is gonna be consequences. I'm Yes, I will change my tune if I wanna say Black Lives Matter and all of a sudden it's illegal to say that and I get shut down on a platform. Yeah, I'll have something to say, but then I'm not telling people to go and kill people on behalf of Black Lives Matter or implying that. And that's what Donald has done um, in a way. He's encouraged people who he knows are pretty damn reckless. Um, Auntie Farah. You're still a mute, honey. <laughs> I was saying a few things. I kind of, I'm, a, I'm on the fence, but I'm not on the fence at the same time. Point in cases, it's not like the news channels decided to never show anything that he says. The news has to, because it's the news. The news is supposed to be impartial, okay? Like like everyone said, these platforms are owned by private companies. So as a private company, you can set your terms and conditions, you can set what is decent, what is common decency, what is allowed and what isn't allowed. You couldn't go on these platforms and make statements about black people and not have it looked at. You couldn't go on these platforms and incite violence in any other area and not have it looked at. You, all of these things are managed by like their safety police, if you like. So that's what he did. Donald Trump incited violence. He said in his speech, fight, 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 several times. That's what he said in his speech. Now, I think because he's a pe the president of America, everyone's like, he shouldn't really be, um, shouldn't be banned for life of it because he's a president. And how can you do that? However, when Katie, Katie Hopkins was talking her fucking trash they eventually banned her and i say eventually it took them a while it does take them a while because they give them chances it's not like it's a reaction and they just do it straight away yes like you said auntie ak if you start if i was to start saying something about black lives matter and then they banned me i'd have a problem with that too however you can see through history and how they've approached things first they give you first they suspend you for 24 hours or 12 hours or whatever it is they give you a warning and then they tell you again what you can and you can't do that's what they did with donald trump Again, he incited the violence. He told people to, to go down there and he kept him, his son, his lawyer, kept talking about fight, 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 fight. You cannot tell these people who are armed to go and fight for your country. What are you expected him to do? Go and go there and chant. That's not what he was saying. He didn't say go there and chant. He said, go there and fight. Um, five people died, as you said. And I think there has to be, there has to be, a, um, a point where you do silence him as much as you can. As I said, on the news, they're not silencing him because they can't. They have to show all aspects of everything. They have to try and remain impartial. Um, part, the only problem that I have with him being taken off of these platforms is that it just sends these people deeper underground. And there are areas in the dark web 
where people can meet up and say things and do things that aren't as visible. So that's where it will send people like him. The FBI have already said that there is talk about there being violence on the 16th across every single capital of the 50 states. So there's talk about that. They're trying to work out whether or not they can effectively manage it. There's talk about things, violence occurring on the on the inauguration day and what they do to, to protect the people that are going to go and um, go for that. So there's a lot of things. So that's that's my um, problem about where these people go because they don't just stop talking and they don't just stop doing whatever it is that they're doing. They get up to their shit elsewhere. Parler, or however you say it, Parler, I don't know how you say it, that's as Auntie um, Shade said, it's been taken off of a few apps. They are currently suing Amazon for billions because they're saying that this is a multi-million company and now all of a sudden they've been stopped from being able to operate. There's a few things, there's a few fallouts from this, but for me, I think that it was the right time to to maybe suspend his account, at least certainly until after the inauguration. They he needs to they need to have shut him up because he was inciting violence. And you know, look at it maybe after that. I'm not sure. But I, I just think you can't be on Twitter do, saying these things so that you can reach all of these people very easily and that's what he was doing him and his whole family and he's actually banned from the POTUS account too he tweeted from the POTUS account and then um they deleted it and they suspended that account he also tried to tweet from one of his um one of his staff's account and they found that out and they suspended that account and deleted it too i think um his wife tweeted something and then they they i can't remember what she said but she, they did something with hers as, as well. They're just looking at all of these things because he's trying to get out there in every single way that he can. And apparently he was more upset about the golf results anyway than he was about people dying. Of course. Yeah, I, I, can, I can absolutely believe that. But there is... It, I, do, I can't help but see how this is... Um, it just seems so false and contrived and everybody is um, involved in this. Like from when he was having a rally near the Capitol and they knew the hillbillies were coming to town. You know, you're just like, this is all too, yeah. this is all too planned. This is, wow. this is, this is absolutely farcical comedy, like some type of, it's not even a brilliant plan. It's like, it's so, it's such a farce. It has to be full of actors. Like I, I just cannot believe that there are people that really, really thought that that type of kind of storming the Capitol building and what they managed to achieve was going to do anything to help Donald Trump, like in any way. Like, I just am like, where, where was, like, you know, a proper coup is done by the military and there's a plan and literally it's like, we need to capture somebody, you, you take over television networks. Like there's a whole constructed plan that everything is gonna be up in the air and then we take over power. The, the, where was the plan? It was, the, there was some, sorry, I could, but there was somebody in a wheelchair like rolling <laughs> Sorry, I just found it too funny. <laughs> America is a joke. Like this is a joke. This is absolutely ridiculous. Don't you think that? Um, because I thought like, okay, that their 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 aim here. I didn't think their aim was to win or change anything. I think their aim was to disrupt. Right? Do you know what I mean? Their aim was to 
um, highlight the fact that they think that they're victims, do you know what I mean? So they're lashing out. And then also at the same time to highlight that, that they still have power. Do you know what I mean? That actually they can do whatever they want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's, that's basically it. Like if you're, it was like just the biggest display of power I've, I've, I've ever, probably ever seen in my lifetime, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? That actually, if we do this, there is not anything that you can do about it. No, what, no, hard, a handful of people are going to jail. Like, come on, they're not, they're not taking everyone to jail. It's not going to happen. And they're getting off with light sentences anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, from when you've had, you have law enforcement in there, you have lawmakers. Do you know what I mean? Like, isn't one of the members of Congress is opening a door or something? Yeah, like, yeah. like, what the hell is going on? This is insane. This is actually insane. So what they're doing is just flexing their muscles. They're flexing their muscles to show what 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 can happen in four years. This isn't about now. This is when a, another person comes along with the same sort of rhetoric who is smarter than Donald Trump that has this, that people will remember this day and people thought that they fought for something and that's when those people are going to rise up. So that's why I think, I think I'm siding on the side of shut him down. Do you know what I mean? Because it's so dangerous what he's actually doing and what he's inciting that this voice needs to be silenced like I think it's too much of a risk and like I do think though it is it is it is a tricky one because you do want you do want people to feel like they can speak but they're not on the right side of history with this one and that's just evident you know what I mean they're trying to bring back laws from 400 years no one wants that no one wants that boo-boo only you do you know what I mean like, like it's just not it's 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 not I'm not going to support something that ultimately is going to going to have people that look like me suffer. I just can't do it. So yes, they should. Uh, I think yeah, they should be shut down. Um, before we go to the comments, I wanted to play one thing, but also just say people are going to communicate no matter what. So if you have access to the dark web, you're going to have access to the dark web. You probably don't even use the main platforms anyway because you have access to the dark web. Why, why come into the light if you've got that access? So then you wouldn't any. And as Auntie Nana said, the people that are, or, and as we're all saying, the people that are coordinating, who coordinated, they didn't coordinate. They were incited by their crazy leader and came down without reason. Um, I wanted to play our, fa our, our, our new favorite person. Hold on. Go inside the yeah, I, I made it like a foot inside and they pushed me out and they amazed me. What's your, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And why did you want to go in? We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. <laughs> Elizabeth from Knoxville was crying because she got mazed, because she got in trouble. This is, and this is a tip epitome of Donald Trump. You're actually vexed because you did something wrong. It's like, what you're, uh, and you got in trouble. You're crying because you got grounded, but yet you were caught stealing in Sainsbury's, right? So this is what's happened. You went and stormed the Capitol, you got maced, and you're crying, and you're also giving your name and your location on camera. Come on. Because they know nothing's going to happen. They yeah, that's, know. Know. That's, that's what they think. Yeah, that was that's that's what they think. There was that's a, not what they know. They're being set up. This is yeah. the whole thing why it's so farcical. They're being set up. They think we have the power but they absolutely don't think about what this actually says to authorities this puts out that you know on biden's agenda now it's like um homegrown terrorism has come to the forefront 
they've set these people up. They think they have power. They absolutely don't. You always need to no, maintain real power. You need no, to divide no, no, no. between white that. and black. Okay. I'm kind of kind of talking from the ideological point of view that like to to galvanize that kind of ideology that white supremacy is 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 the thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what that's why they think they have power. The people who are controlling, they this is this is them demonstrating the power that actually they can get people, lemons, to do whatever they want. We, they can get them people to do their bidding for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Donald was the, no, I disagree. The one, but go on. Donald was the one who gave them false these people false hope and false security because he get misled them with information. I feel like this is Donald's and his cronies and the Republicans that followed him. They're the ones that incited or instigated or stimulated this mood where we can do whatever we want under Trump's rule, and that's why they were they were incited to come down. Um, incentivized to come down and do this without any kind of common sense rhyme or reason. That's exactly as we've said. Anyone that really wants to storm the capital and have a coup and really affect change and power would be talking about which leader can we take out, who can we take hostage, and what are our demands. They'd be linking up with what is it, anonymous or whoever to do something like that. But these people are the as we, I don't want to say hillbillies, not all hillbillies are the same, but it's that person that looks at Trump and says, "Yeah, even though he's blatantly." Cup, squeezing your balls and your tits to, to non-existence, but yet you're still believing in Trump and then you're going to come out of your town and come all the way down to um, the East and come and riot for no reason, with no plan. That's why this girl is crying because she, and there was a video of a man who was thrown down on, on the Capitol floor and he was, arrested, he was being arrested, if that's, if you can believe that he was being arrested. He goes, you're treating me like a black guy. They all in that moment you're admitting because all the times we're saying black lives matter in quotes we he would have been that person saying i'll oh, shut the fuck up and blue lives matter and all lives matter but yet you're on the floor arrested getting in trouble now and now you're saying you're treating me like a black man they didn't treat him like a black man and they didn't treat yeah. anybody like a black man. well because when black lives matter were marching the whole of the fucking um capital had um, the National Guard around them. There was about four people there. Like, and, and even the fact that he can say you're treating me like a black man, a black man would be getting choked to death and wouldn't be able to say those words. It wouldn't be able to come out of his mouth. So I think what everyone's saying is that basically the people in power, so Donald, the senators and all of those people behind, like not even behind the scenes, but those people in power use, they are showing that they are showing that they can use these people as their puppets or their chess pieces. Yeah. That's what they're showing. That's the, that's the element of power. The people that are storming the capital, they have no power, yeah. you know, and they, they're in a false um, belief yeah. that they have any, that they're better than everybody else and that they have power. But when it comes to the crunch, the FBI are arresting them. Yes, they will get lesser sentences because that is how racism works in America. And here, let's face it, but they have no power, really. You can't take the fucking Nancy, what's her name's, um, <laughs> you can't take it and be bopping around and taking pictures like, hi, mom, look what I got. I, just, I think in their groups, so they're seen as heroes. Yeah, they are. They're the type of people that will re do reenactments. Do you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> different results. Yeah. Let's get the comments because there's loads. Oh gosh. Okay. All right. It's, it is my turn. <laughs> <laughs> you see me being silent. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. This might take a while, guys. <laughs> so Nicola um, likes my hat. Thank you, Nicola. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, okay, so Antoinette says, Owl crackers. <laughs> Sorry, as in Al Qaeda. <laughs> Sorry. And white people ISIS turned up at the common uh, at the command of the Grand Wizard Cheeto Satan. That's what happened. Uh, Ronald says they are voting today on a resolution to ask Mike Pence to invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Um, cool. Sorry, muffins. Oh, is it frozen? Oh God, so annoying. Sorry, 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 guys. Uh, Sonia says, apparently it's reported that he still has access to the POTUS account. I don't think that's true, Sonia. I don't think he does. Um, Nicola says, you guys are giving, you ladies are giving me 90s vibes. Auntie Farah's t-shirt is also fire. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, Monica says, hi. Hi, Monica. Um, Nicola says, be clear, this social media conversation was beginning when they banned Farrakhan. Um, we need to always remember we do not own these platforms. Candy says, nah, shut him up. <laughs> shut him up. Um, he sent vanilla ISIS out there knowing they were violent terrorists. Um, Antoinette says, I agree with Auntie Nana. RE censorship is problematic, but surely they have terms of use. And if they say... Um, they can shut you down because of your content, then that's their right. No. Um, Ronald said, I'm fine with him being banned. And Antoinette says, it's because he is a president that is um, how you can shut down a president. But surely he is bound by the same rules. So, so he breaks the rules. So he pays the cost. Um, and also, she says, it's not by forced draw. Um, he, he doesn't have to have a Twitter account or a Facebook account. It's not compulsory. They're banning the man rather than the role. I'm sure the accounts will be open for when Papa Joe takes office. And then also goes on to say, they call it a black day in American history. Um, black, uh, so black, yeah, so black day in American history on the news. I thought, Oh, uh, hell no. This is a very white day in American history. Uh, let the record <laughs> reflect, please. A very white day. <laughs> uh, Ronald said it was mostly just a mob. There were some people in the mob who were who had a half ass plan. I think a lot of people will be arrested and charged. Um, Candice goes on to say, like the guy crying when he was thrown off the plane, you, you storm the Senate and think you can fly. What the fuck? Um, and Antoinette says they look like they busted um, in from trailer parks on the outskirts of town. <laughs> um, and uh, Vinana, I don't know how to say that. Vienna? Vanya. Vanya, sorry, my apologies. Uh, Democrats knew this was going to happen and let people storm the Capitol. So now they have a good excuse to impeach, impeach Trump. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Kostya says hi. And just got in from saying, just got in from work, need my aunties. Hi, we're here for you. Um, and Alfie says, will this move uh, US to deal with white supremacy? That's a Look, question. I get um, to everything. Thank you guys for your um, comments because I get where the suspicion comes from because after all this dust has cleared, the Democrats have got a lot to do. And as we've always said, we don't trust government 
big government at all, whether you're right or right wing or left wing. So this is not the time for everyone to get complacent. And it's definitely people being moved on a chessboard to, in, to, to for the to, for the will of the people, the will of the governments that run us. So we have no idea because right now Biden and Kamala are looking like the wonderful golden children that are going to save humanity. But they've got a lot of work to do. They really have a lot of work to do and a lot to prove. And we don't know which way they're shepherding us because we've got the vaccines. We've got, I did read a tweet and it is a tweet, not an official source, that Bill Gates's vaccine has a chip in it. Hey, I'm saying, <laughs> and that's just by Twitter. I'm not saying it's true, okay? But, you know, there's all yeah. these things that, there are things that are in place that we all know, the new world order, all that, all the, whatever the refresh of the new world order is. We're not, I don't think it's as time to think that, okay, with Democrats are in, because Democrats have been quite crappy as well. They've been a bit lackadaisical in their mission. Same issues that we're having over here with um, the Conservatives and Labour. We haven't really got great strong leaders, to be fair. So I don't think anyone should be blind to the fact that we, in general, don't trust the government. And um, yeah, I, I, Donald was a puppet, but they're all puppets, even Biden and Kamala, potentially. I think it's important to know yeah. well that everybody knew that this was going to happen because Donald has been talking exactly. about Donald has been talking about this for months. It's not just the Republicans and it's not just the Democrats. Everybody knew that this was going to happen. That's why okay. it was a massive failure or they just they it had been planned because in in several tweets and speeches he was talking about these people coming down on this day on the, watch out for January the 6th or what, whatever date it was watch out for this date watch yeah. out for this date it's going to happen there's big things going to happen in the capital we're going to be marching we're going he said it it wasn't like no one knew so they should have prepared for this better or the, as i said before they didn't because they wanted to let them in open the doors let them in come in knock down the buildings it's fine there was a senator on cnn today who said that his office is an unmarked office and it's located in a, in a space where you would only be able to get to if you had inside knowledge. And he said that his office was ransacked and that people had taken things out of it. And this is, as I said, it was an unmarked office. So, you know, it's an inside job. Most definitely. That's exactly it. It's like if I think even a couple of pods ago, I was saying like word on word on road is that, you know, the inauguration things are gonna start popping off. It was out there for ages. And if if anybody was like, we cannot allow this to take place, it wouldn't. Having what happened in the summer and people really jumping on the juxtaposition of, oh, but if this was black people, this is what would have happened to them, also feeds into this same na narrative of division. It's like, it's what they want. You want the two images to sit with each other because you need a nation thoroughly divided and people feeling like we are entitled to change and that's how you move people around it's like we're just all being played but it's to me it's so obvious it's laughable it's like that was comedy do we actually know that five people died no that's that what really, i would say yeah really do we know because we know? nobody's even really been pulling those emotional heartstrings on that it's just I, I, I think that I this think, is... I know definitely in terms of, like, they've named them pictures yeah. of the woman that died inside kind yeah. of thing, and she was, like, a Trump supporter and stuff, and it was, like, that was... I think she was one of the first people, and then a police officer as well. well I those think are the only two I've heard of. Yeah, I don't know about the other three um, at all, but I, I don't know. To, to, to go back to um, Alfie's question, will this move um, the US to deal with white supremacy? I don't think, I, 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 I'm not, not sure, to be honest. I think it might move them to kind of like deal with um, 
like them as a terrorist group because Trump disbanded um, the, I think it was a section of the FBI or something. He disbanded a section that was looking at them kind of thing. So I think that will probably come back. Do you know what I mean? And so they will probably be um, less free in that sense. Do you know what I mean? But I, I don't know if you can, You, it's going to take a couple generations and it's going to take like, uh, you know, like um, buy-in from everybody to first of all acknowledge <laughs> that white supremacy even exists in the first place. Do you know what I mean? And then also like to do the work to deal with it kind of thing. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not too sure. They need to do a lot of police reform as well, kind of thing. There's police officers involved in this. This is crazy. Like, it's actually crazy when you think about it. Do you know what I mean? Say again. Taking selfies. Yes, exactly. So I do think I am. I am a bit kind of concerned that this is. You know, we're just going to get a different version of a totalitarian state anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it's not gonna be like crazy Trump at the head, but it will just be smooth, calm, Joe, do you know what I mean? But it will still be the the same kind of level of oppression. Um, do you know what I mean? And 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 disregard for its actual citizens. So that's what I'm a little bit concerned about. But um, but yes, I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any real big solutions here. Yeah. Um, made me laugh is that when there was the BLM marches in summer, Trump made this new law, he passed this new law that anyone that gets found um, uh, pulling down uh, statues and, and things like that will serve 10 years. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. all his people that went in there and was fucking shit up, they're due to get 10 years. So how do you feel about, um, did you see the story about Ivanka saying that to save, to potentially save her budding political career, she's going to attend the, in the inauguration. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know, like, again, it was a tweet, it was on, official people reported it, but some people say the White House has, has discounted that claim, but apparently, because she's a budding politician, isn't she? Um, and yeah, she felt like, apparently she had an argument with her dad, and her dad said, this is the worst mistake you can make of your life. She's going to go down to the inauguration, but they're saying she doesn't have a seat there, so what's she going to do? Turn up and be like, I'm on the list. So I'd love that <laughs> So I mean, what's interesting, what will be interesting is just seeing that how conversation changes on socials, because you've still got Candace Owens, Tommy Lauren and Diamond and Silk doing their best to um, keep instigating. But after a while, it'll be a bit like an echo chamber and no one's going to be listening. Will people stop listening and start focusing on let's affect change? And for, the, for lack of a better thing, Trump at least has exposed some real key deep flaws. And even though we might be led into blind comfort, there are some things that can't be so open, I'm hoping won't be so openly allowed because Trump has exposed the real dirty dust, like dirty underbelly of society. And maybe for the next four years, maybe Biden and Kamala can put a plaster on a deep wound for a little bit. Let's see. Moving on, moving on. Let's go to Auntie Nana because I messed up the rotation. Um, your story, okay. please. Yeah, no, I am next. Um, so yeah, this this should be a quick one. Yes. Uh, I think it's a couple of weeks ago now. Will I am was in conversation with Wyclef, and during this conversation where they were going on a merry trip down memory lane, um, Will I am had a little rant that uh, the Black Eyed Peas are a black rap group and the culture doesn't see them as a black rap group because they got 
too big, basically. They were so internationally renowned and sold tens of millions of records. So somehow that took them out of being considered a black rap group. What do you guys think with everything else that came out around it that actually when they first started, they had black singers and all of that. Would you, do you consider Black IPs a, a black rap group? And why do you not if you don't? Auntie. Shada, just because your mouth is moving left and right. <laughs> um, you know what, yeah, I, I remember, I think I remember, I, I think I remember the actual first time when I saw the Where Is The Love video. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I was, I was pretty, I was, I was relatively young, I think. And I, I didn't, I didn't see them as a black rap group then. Do you know what I mean? Nor would I see them as a black rap group now. Like, they, they just seem popular to me that they were they were more pop than anything that done rapper said that was it was cool but i saw them as pop like i mean like the rap at that time was more gangster like <laughs> like they were you couldn't who, who could you compare them to like do you know what i mean who you would you put them in a ring with who would they battle like is is will i am like weird guy <laughs> do you know what I mean like I just think he was just like I, I mean I liked it but and then also they had um because there wasn't there two versions of where is the love I think there was one with Justin Timberlake and there was one with Fergie I think do you know what I mean so you know their roots might have been that but that's not what it is and there was another guy that was a Native American or something else sorry if I've got that wrong but like the tall guy I mean he's not black do you know what I mean? I never saw them as a black group because not all the members are black. Do you know what I mean? Like they're multi if anything, they were multicultural. They're more Benetton than anything. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not, it's not a black group. I think he's just a bit, I just think Will I Am is just a little bit, maybe he's just a little bit salty. Maybe that's the way you saw it. But bro, you, you, you have, you do not come across pro black in any sort of way. Like throughout your whole career that I've seen, like you're pop, mainstream. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you've never come across, he's never really come across to me that he's down for the cause 100%. Like, no way. Like, nah. I don't know. You guys are looking at me like, <laughs> I'm saying that. But I honestly just don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Well, I am. Like, he's a tech guy. He just seems like, uh, he likes Star Trek and, and cool things. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, not hardcore gangster rapper. Sorry. No. Auntie Far. So Will I Am, when he was younger, did a lot of work with Eazy-E. It was Eazy-E that brought him in. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I'm with you, regardless of all of that. I have never looked at the Black Eyed Peas like a black group, like a black rap group. I've looked at them. I mean, they were a little bit more underground to begin with. And then they became quite mainstream when uh, they brought on Fergie. And I think that's what they are. Then they're now more mainstream pop. So he can't be mad at it. I mean, it's you're successful off the back of you making pop records. You know, the people that listen to rap, and I'm talking about proper hardcore rap or hip the hip hop, they don't really listen to black eyed peas. They don't care about where is the love. They don't care about my bumps, my lady bumps and humps and all that crap. They don't get they're not they're not here for it. And I think he knows that if he admits it to himself, it doesn't mean that his music's bad. It just means that his music isn't for those types of people. So he shouldn't be mad at it. He should just accept the genre that he's in and keep making the music that he wants to make. I mean, 
I was an old school hip hop fan. And when they did Joints and Jams back in the 90s, that was the tune. I remember buying the single. And I liked them thinking they were like the new happy clappy conscious rappers that were on the scene when conscious rappers were on the scene. So if they stayed like that, they would have fit in with the whole skater vibe that's around today. And then they made a conscious decision that, hey, we need, we can get more money if we do this. Um, and that's it. And that's when I literally was like, oh, well, I'm not listening to you lot again, because you definitely tricked me into thinking you're a hip hop group and you're obviously not. Um, and that's it. And I think he's feeling guilty. Maybe he's having a reflective moment. Lockdown last year caused everyone to pause and reflect. And maybe that's the outcome. He was sitting there talking to Wycliffe about it. And maybe Wycliffe was chewing on, thinking about what where he went wrong with the Fuji's and his actions. And maybe they're both having a bro moment, like, shit, guy, we did wrong here. But then they decided to blame, or Will decided to blame us. When it's not us, you turned your back on the community. And I, know, I don't even mean it like that dramatic. No one cared. But just say it with your chest, own what you did, isn't it? You you made a conscious decision to get your band to the levels, superstar, super mega levels, which you did, whereas the love was huge. Well, most of your tunes are huge. You made super loads of money. Mm. And, you know, you were on freaking what show? Picking up Cheryl Cole. Like, yeah. you lost, you lost my favorite very much. Was it Cheryl Cole? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. What show was it? X Factor, whatever he was on for a second, or well, whatever, wherever the case is. The voice, and he's been on The Voice from the very first episode. Yeah. yeah. So wherever, wherever the case is, all I just know that he was celebrating Cheryl Cole at a point, and I was like, listen, you are so he far. He did a tune with Cheryl Cole. Yes, he did, yeah. But yeah, he was picking her up. Sorry, say that again. I think that there's a little bit more to why he was bigging up Cheryl Cole at the time. Yeah. Me too. And my thing is, if you're a guy bigging up Cheryl Cole, I know there are many black men bigging up Cheryl Cole, but you also get thrown in the bin of bigging up Cheryl Cole at the time when black people, black women especially, were not fans of Cheryl Cole because of her actions. So yeah. don't come and now tell us that we are some, I'm taking some of that hit too, that we abandoned you because you freaking abandoned that style of music for a bigger pop global sound and you did what you did and you never ever made a point to say like, this is what I'm going for and this is what I'm doing. So I don't know what that, I don't know what made him say that. It just, it seemed like he was feeling sorry for himself. Someone said something to him and it's probably reflecting and he's making him feel bad. And that's why he's talking out of his neck, Auntie Nana. Yeah, no, exactly that. I was, I was disappointed in him because it just felt like a lot of people, this old trope, like, you know, um, when you get big, black people don't, celebrate you and it's like that's a pile of shit because then we should all be saying Jay-Z is pop or we should be saying Drake mm -hmm. is like that. it's like no it's not that you guys and you're not a black group anyway like there weren't even two black members mm. like really the majority was not black so it, it doesn't just because he's the one black man in it does not make a black group mm -hmm. but it was pissing me off that he was trying to be like we're we're so into this kind of ghetto type of mentality that as soon as somebody is able to get out of the ghetto and then becomes a thorough millionaire then we kind of all turn our backs on them and it was like I wanted Wyclef to be like no because nobody's saying that the Fugees were not a, a black group and really they did really well so for Wyclef to be sitting there nodding his head like yeah yeah it's true like also he should have the same story as him then as well it's just like no this it annoys me it did annoy me royally and then you know, knowing that his original singers were black women and there was still a conscious decision that the next singer that comes in is going to be a white woman 
And with all of the collabs that he could have done, they could have brought in another woman, a, a black woman, like you haven't ever done that. And now you want to try and be like, oh, I'm kind of shunned by the black community. It was just, it was, I found it really aggressive actually. Yeah, like, and it was that, like, no, that was that was an aggressive stance to take on black people when you ain't been for us. What are you doing? And generally, I actually really like Will I Am, but yeah, I found that really problematic. And the sound was so far removed because I mean, I, I suppose comparatively, doing well in beats and music was Pharrell, but Pharrell stayed in the hip hop lane, even though his the, the Neptunes are a similar makeup as um, Black Eyed Peas. So, but Pharrell mm -hmm. stayed in the hip hop lane, making hip hop beats and doing black music. Well, yeah, black music, fuck it, but. Will you went off into this? Did this other kind of pop? You actually went for the pop sound. You might have rap because you know you got the holiday rap. If you want to go deep, people rap. Pop stars rap. Um, you know, it's not that that rap. I'm sorry, I'm getting feedback again. Um, hip hop has evolved to the point where anyone can rap at this point. But it doesn't mean to say if you rap on a tune, it means that your tune is a black tune or whatever the case is. So you moved away from the sound as well. Your beat joints and jams is so far removed from where is the love. Whereas love's not even a soul tune, it's a pop ballad, pop song type thing. So let's get the comments, please. I'm actually irritated now, <laughs> again. Um, okay, Ronald said, Black Eyed Peas began a, began a sort of rap group and they made a conscious decision to be a pop group. Um, Marsha asks, uh, can black groups not be pop? Um, Sonia says, Paul Will. Um, Akosia says, never looked at them as a black group at all. Nigel says they only added the first added the first two albums to their discography a few years ago. Oh, okay. Um, and then Okoya says, um, I love Black Eyed Peas. I saw them um, about 10 times, but they were not a black group um, because they are not all black. I wonder why he wants to change history and negate the white and American uh, Native American members. Um, Sorry, it's gone a bit weird over there. Uh, da, 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 change history. Negate the white and Native American members. They made uh, black culture inspired pop music, which is pretty much all of pop music. There's nothing wrong with that. I think he wishes his music was cooler than it was. Pop music gives you money, but no one will remember them in 30 years. And that's what irks him. And then Candy says yeah. they played the game. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to answer Marsha, yes, black. I mean, black groups are popular. Hip hop and rap and black groups are popular culture now. So everyone's mm -hmm. Rihanna, Beyonce, Jay Z, Drake. Everyone's pop. It's pop. It's popular music, but it's a sound pop. If you're talking about the actual genre and actual sound, then pop music as we all know it to be is not specifically a black group because we tend to be. It's like popular hip hop group, popular soul group, yeah. and that. Stuff, but we want to be specific about the genre and the actual sound. But essentially, pop comes from popular music. It's just back in the day, it was racist. So if pop was popular music, it was mostly white bands. But then we took over, as we do. But it's just that thing, though. One black member does not make a black group. That's like, so S Club 7, Flipping, <laughs> yeah. like all of those groups, they generally had one black member. So yeah. does that make them a black group? You're not a black group. It's like... Yeah. You know, that's he's, like, he's like trying to do the one drop rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cause he, I think it's because he pulled it together, and obviously he came. They came from the hard streets. If you watch a little um, documentary that Kim Hill, the original singer, was on, and you know they came from the mean streets of East L or LA or somewhere like that. So they, yeah. whether they were from LA or somewhere else, whatever the case is, came from the hood. So his hood sensibilities kicked in. He listened to hip hop. He created this group. 
but then saw the way out. They knew they wanted to get out of the hood, as some people do. We're not going back to that hood life. We're going to make billions and millions, and you've done so. Chill, Winston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, next topic. It's Auntie Fora. Oh, I had something lined up for this. Go on. Um, so my topic is about uh, the young lady by the name of Maya Ponsetto. And she is the lady who was in Soho, in a Soho hotel in New York. And she ran in, she wasn't even staying there at the time, but she ran in and started accusing a young 14-year-old black boy of stealing her phone. The hotel manager then said to the black boy and his father, can I just see your phone? And didn't really de-escalate things. I think we spoke about this before. But the reason why I'm bringing it up today is because she was interviewed by Gail King. And rather than being very apologetic in her interview, she proceeded to tell Gail enough and um, was unapologetic, was wearing a daddy hat and was just like trying to twist it and make out like, you know, she's 22 years old, people make mistakes. Just want to find out what are your thoughts on this? Do you have a clip? Yeah, I was gonna play the clip. I was just trying to line it up. Let me see, I hope okay. you're in the right place. Hold on one sec. Uh, talk amongst yourselves, one second. Basically, okay. do you think her age excuses her behavior or do you think at the at at 22, she should be old enough to understand what is uh, racist and what is. <laughs> this is okay. This is what she said. Gail King's interviewing her. The Mia, deeper, what is the deeper? Mia. What is the deeper? Mia, story it's here? not. It, it, that's not the problem. You have to at least understand your actions that day. You seem to have attacked this little boy, this young boy, this this teenager. You seem to have attacked this teenager about the phone, and then it turned out he didn't even have your phone. That's the thing. I mean, you're 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 saying, look, I'm 22 years old. You're 22 years old, but you are old enough to know better. So I will say, you're 22. I right, get, I get it. it. Enough. The hotel did have my phone. The hotel did end up having my phone. I did get my belongings returned to me. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah, right, Gail. And basically, before that, she said that you know I'm a 22 year old girl, and it's not racist what I did. I, I and she just sounded very. I actually should have gone a bit before because she sounded ridiculous. But um, I guess I'll answer that. No, your your age doesn't excuse it because it's it's it it, it I, you know what you're doing in this current climate and 22, your peak Generation X, right, or whatever. There's you know what's going on. You're the peak people that are instigating and marching and talking and you know you know social media inside and out. You know everything that goes on. You know about cancel culture. You are the generation of this time. So you cannot definitely not pretend and say I'm 22. So I don't know. I don't know what I did and what I did. I'm only 22. There's no, her, her age is not an excuse. She's damn, and her, oi, telling Auntie Gail, uh, she's not her auntie, fine, whatever, but telling Auntie Gail enough. Are you all right? <laughs> On CBS national broadcasted TV, you're going to tell a black woman senior to you enough when she's reading you your rights, correcting you for trying it. You threw a boy to the ground because you thought he had your phone. When these times now you left the phone in an Uber, shut the fuck up little girl and get 20 slaps and face the wall, go to your room, you're grounded, not allowed out, all your phones and devices taken, shut up, get a job, do something. Volunteer, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Auntie Na um, Nana. Oh God, yeah, no, I'm, you know what? Like, I've watched it a few times and I am like, where's her parents? So I get she's sitting next to her lawyer, but 
you know your child, yeah. And that girl is so spoilt and petulant. She never needed to be on national TV if she isn't going to do an absolute proper apology where you're, you know I'm probably going to be charged at some point with this. So what I want is for the judge to be able to just give me a fine is what you really are angling for doing this program. And if you know that your child isn't capable of this, there's no way you should be allowing her to go on TV because the fact that she couldn't even acknowledge that I have I have assaulted a 14-year-old child, black or white, I've, I've assaulted a 14-year-old and it's on video and I'm going to try and be like, actually his dad for defending his child um, assaulted me and he should be punished for it. And it's like, are you... You, you must be bonkers. There must be something wrong with you, but I blame her parents as well for allowing this to, to take place and not be sitting next to her. Because I, I can only imagine if that was my child and when she started stuttering, when she was trying to have her racism claim and the words weren't coming out, at that point, you need to be like, oh, it's over now, thank you for this opportunity. And you ended it before it went any further. But oh my word, yeah. And if, imagine if she was in front of you. I swear, a reflex if I was girl, I would have, I would have slapped her just from a reflex of how are you putting your hand in my wow it's a like, twenty three year old as well I'm old enough to be your grandmother like nah it was on no, the no, no. Well, about girl is old enough to be her grandmother like no yeah she's boy she'll live and learn though when she gets into prison as I said on a post on IG martha and them girl are gonna get her she'll be she'll be sorted out in prison anyway so you know she'll learn her lesson you live and learn as they say auntie Sade. yeah no when i saw it i just thought no home training man like absolutely no home training whatsoever kind of thing i think maybe maybe the parents not being not around her is you know a sign of what what she's like maybe they've given up do you know what i mean like i i, I can't understand how a 22 year old thinks it's all right to tackle anyone to the ground to be honest because of her phone like her phone is more important than someone's um <laughs> safety and stuff you know what I mean kind of thing and then you're going after a kid as well and it's just like I feel like her whole defense that like she knows completely why she's saying do you know what I mean she knows she knows what time it is because that's how she's built her defense like she knows, she she knows exactly what to say. She knows like how to skirt around the issue. Like she's got all of, she's got all of that kind of unlock. And maybe that's uh, maybe that's maybe maybe it's not going to work this time, man. I think it just went too, it just went too viral, too big. She probably thinks she's going to try and get a moment out of this like somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Or get paid at some point, maybe to even cover costs. Who knows? Do you know what I mean? But like. It's disgusting the way that people think it, it was actually disgusting the way that she thought like she's justified in her actions in any sort of way. That kind of like nah. This is this is awful. And the fact that she's like basically saying, Oh, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. It's just like, what has that got to do with a slice of bread, please? Like it's got nothing to do with anything. You still racially profiled that little boy. Do you know what I mean? Like and it was it was uncalled for. It was just absolutely uncalled for. You should have just and then she was enabled. And literally in the and the thing is, it's actually it's so interesting because you can tell that she's manipulative because in the video you saw a tactic that manipulative people do: tap the guy on the shoulder, as in 
get into action. Now's your time. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That kind of thing. That's manipulation. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just like, and the guy, you know, I, I hope the manager's been fired because you need to make an example um, of him. Do you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. uncomfortable. That's not how you de-escalate situations at all. I just thought, like, nah. I just, uh, hopefully, hopefully that, hopefully Gail was doing Jedi, Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To make sure the world can see this is who she is. She's not yeah. some little girl. She's not like, oh, she's made a mistake. She's not sorry. She's an asshole, basically. Yeah. Basically. She deserves everything she's going to get. She showed her colours. She absolutely showed her batty on this one, most definitely. Auntie um, Farah. Yeah, agreed with everything. Zero home training whatsoever. But um, so a few things. Before they went on air, she was asked, do you want to remove that hat? Maybe it's not appropriate. And she said, no, I'm not taking it off. I'm talking about the hat that said daddy on it. Yeah. She said, no, she's not taking it off. During the interview, she kept referring to the 14-year-old boy as that guy. I just asked a guy. So by making him a man, it's trying to lessen what she did because he's he's a man. He's not a little, he's not a teenage boy. Um, and like you said, Auntie Nana, she tried to use the excuse of, well, look what the dad did to me. He tackled me to the ground after you tackled his son to the ground for your phone. So there's, you know, it just, I just thought to myself, she's got no home training. She was arrested shortly after that. So that's brilliant news. They took her hat off her head, which was even better. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so interesting that she thought that she could go and make these accusations with no evidence whatsoever. Gail asked her, did, was, did you question anybody else in the lobby? And she said, oh, I did question people, but she didn't talk about who she questioned. She just kept referring to this guy. I don't understand what the problem is with me asking a guy if he had my phone. I'm in New York by myself. It's my only means of communication. It's not your only means of communication. you got an email account, right? You're in a hotel. You could have gone to the hotel manager and said, can I please your internet to get on to to get on and send an email to my family to let them know? There are different ways around things. You don't you can't just only have your phone as your way of life. If you if you lose your phone, you've got to think outside the box. She thought outside the box enough to go to the hotel. But she, you know, but it just made me laugh anyway. Her whole interaction with Gail, and I was just like, if I even her lawyer tried to get her to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah. like, enough to go. Her lawyer was like, no, no, stop. <laughs> this doesn't make you look good. But she didn't care. She's like a petulant, a petulant child who just thinks that she's privileged enough to do what she wants, say what she wants, and behave how she wants. Yeah. Um, Imagine when you're on TV and then your lawyer's sitting next to you to have your back. But yeah, when someone's giving you advice, your lawyer's going, yes, yes. It's like when you're in school. I remember the days of going, getting in trouble at school and your teacher's telling you off and your mum's like, yeah, exactly. This yeah. is what you're always doing. Like, actually, can you listen to this woman? Because she's actually giving you sense. The lawyer's face, now I look, check her expression. It was like, yeah, you lot don't know what I've been dealing with in the field. Uh -huh. When I've been trying to school her, I bet you like take the hat off, quiet, did it. And the girl's like, no, I'm going to, I bet you the lawyer's just like, all right, let's see how this plays out. Because yeah. now I reread her expression. Her expression was quite resigned to the fact that, yeah, all right, let's see what's going on. And that's why her parents weren't there, like Auntie Sade said. Her parents were like, nah, I'm not, I'm not beating myself up. <laughs> <laughs> because like, that's exactly that. Because I would have cooked my child in her neck. Um, to shame you on big TV. Uh, she's been charged with four felonies, attempted rob robbery, endangering the welfare of a child, attempted grand larceny, and attempted assault. Something's got a stick, I beg. Yeah. And I, I don't even want people to go in jail like that, but she needs some sort of 
I think I think she's been told a lie. I think she 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 <laughs> it's almost as if she believes she's so white passing enough <laughs> that she can get hilaria. It's hilaria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I just think that you know what? And like she should have dyed her hair blonde and wore blue contacts and, and spoke properly. Then she might have got away with it. Do you know what I mean? But no, it's too much attitude, babe. Sorry. It's Way too much attitude. It's I just remember. a big sorry. All she needed to do was just do a sincere apology. Yeah. And cry a bit and be like, it was a stressful day. It was the holidays. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. I was out of my and, mind. It's not hard, yeah. really. We've seen it enough. We have seen Karen crying. Like, <laughs> all you have to do was just play by the books, but you showed your ass. You was mm -hmm. there being all wrong and strong. And it's like, now you're going to go to prison. And you forgot and that. Wrong and strong ain't going to work with those girls. You're not, not that one passing because the, the, the ethnicity was there. It's in you. Well, you this is what I'm saying. Forget that. Yeah, after the blacks, they don't like the Mexicans or the Puerto Ricans. <laughs> Please don't forget. You're not J-Lo out here. You're not. <laughs> Can we get the comments, please? Okay, uh, Antoinette says she'll be sorted out on the streets, Auntie Nana. No behavior. Yeah. Uh, Ronald said exactly, Auntie Charlotte. No home training. Uh, Christiana says a Karen in the making. Um, Candice says she played every trick in the I'm just an innocent girl book and upped her game when <laughs> when girl wasn't having it. Um, Akoya says, love you ladies. What a brilliant way to distress from a challenging day at work. Love to you all. Oh, thank you. Uh, Ronald asks, <laughs> what is the Spanish version of Karen? I don't even, oh, a name came to my head, but I'm not gonna Karenia. say it. Karenia, Hilaria, maybe it's that. <laughs> Karenia, <laughs> Consuela. <laughs> um, said uh, her parents have left her to it because um, she's hard-headed. Hard-headed children don't like to say sorry, should be left to their own devices and let them face the reality of their consequences. Um, send Acquia says send her to prison, they'll deal with her. Yeah. Um, and Candy said it's, it's also not on the police um, sorry, it's also not on the police only to arrest her after girls. Sorry, I don't understand. No, no she's saying it's not also not it's also not on that the, oh, police, that the police. police. It's also yeah. not on, sorry, yeah, that the police only arrested her after Girls King's interview. She's been living a normal life till then. That's very yeah. true, actually. Um, I think the paparazzi found her before this. Yeah, as well. yeah they were on it. Yeah. And Priscilla says her lawyer was like, I don't get paid enough for this. By the end, she was done. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's like, <laughs> the best of the interview was her lawyer getting up and leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. You're going to embarrass me in front of Gail King, like Gail, yeah. Oprah's best friend. Come on, get out of here, man. On CBS. Nah, nah. I don't need the smoke. We don't, I don't need this smoke. Okay, so final story is a quick one I had to squeeze in because it's breaking news today. Two things, and we'll try and wrap them up quickly. First of all, good old Boris, the non-hypocrite, was um, caught riding his bike seven miles outside of um, his jurisdiction after we've been told we're not allowed anywhere out of our local area. And especially after two girls were, um, I think they were fined 200 pounds uh, for taking a five mile drive and then to walk socially distant to get some exercise. They were fined 200 pounds. That fine had been rescinded. However, in the moment they were surrounded by police and fined. And then Mr. Hancock, I think was on the news earlier on today, whatever saying, well, actually it's not 
too bad. Basically, he's trying to cover up for Boris and say, yeah, you can take a long walk or go a long distance where we advise you, blah, 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 blah. Try to remix it. But, and then they're also not revealing whether or not he drove to Stratford. He was found, in, he was, um, found riding his bike in fact. I say found like he was lost. He was seen riding his bike with his security detail in um, Olympic why is he in my side with his COVID eyes? <laughs> miles from Westminster. And these times now it hasn't, not Westminster. Yeah, Westminster. Yeah. Number, 10, yeah. number 10. So I was thinking White House in my head. Um, number 10 has big lands. You can ride your bike around yeah. Westminster. Plenty James You know, he was, I'm sorry, and allegedly he was going to see his other missus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, I said it, come for me. But yeah. Um, why are you in a hole next borough? Like, if I was found out, you lot would arrest, arrest me and tell me what you're doing out of your jurisdiction. And there's so many cases. So anyway, that's one. We can talk about that. And number two, ooh, a big fallout for the free school meals. Um, and Marcus Rashford, uh, Marcus Rashford, our heroes on the case. Basically, a woman on Twitter called Roadside Mum shared a pic of, picture of a care package that was meant to feed her child for 10 days. It showed one loaf of bread, one small bag of pasta, one can of baked beans, some cheese, three apples, two carrots, one tomato, and two baked potatoes, two bananas, two malt loaf snacks, and three snack-sized chews of fromage frame. Fromage frame. So that's probably one of them squeezy things. So this is supposed to feed a child for 10 days. Um, there's been lots of back and forth on Twitter about these care packages. So basically it's the free school meals and type of stuff for so those who can't afford to get a good meal every day because they're not going to school and getting those meals that they could depend on. So the government decided to do these care packages and they've got contractors in to um, send them out to school networks and the network, school networks um, send them out. There was an organization called Chartwells that came under fire, but apparently Marcus Rashford had a conversation with them and they said, look, that picture of that box, guys go on Twitter and, or internet and see it. It's a very MAGA little box that these people have received. And they said, it's not theirs, nothing to do with them. Um, and apparently what's happened is something to do with when the schools get the packages, it's up to them to how they send it out. Some people have received boxes with food in money bags. So tuna in money bags, pasta in money bags, and they're those little tiny bags. <laughs> Someone, a woman said she had a package containing a pathetic carrot stub, tomato soup, tuna and cheese in tiny money-sized bags. Go, go Google it. So the people wow. are showing all these pictures of these. So what people are saying is like the voucher that they could get, it's either you can choose a voucher or get a care package and the free school, the, the box of food. And people are saying, like, look, that box is supposed to be £30, and which we, the people, have paid for. So someone's remixing their thing and trying to profit whatever they're profiting because the woman who initially did the tweet and showed the picture of her box valued that cost of food in that box for £5.22. So two things to discuss. Boris and his, um, you know, is he breaking the law going out seven miles and this stupidity of the free school meals. That's in the news today for the UK. What are your thoughts? I'll go to Auntie Nana. Boris, no, honestly, why are you leaving your area to come to East London to cycle ride? That doesn't even make any sense, like, at all. And for all of the you know, it was probably one of his details that actually, like, grasped on him anyway, like, that told the press that this is where Boris is. Like, so he needs to watch his back for people that's around him because, like, everybody's out for you, Boris, anyway. Yeah, that's just foolishness. He should be fined, like, if somebody else had done it. And... I mean, he's going to resign soon regardless, but this is just another notch that will beat him sooner or later and when he gets dashed out. So, you know, he, he won't be around for too long, but it's very hypocritical. And he should definitely receive a fine 
like to the full extent of the fine that are being out there, like a good thousand pound fine, he should be fined. Now this box, yeah, it's just, you know, it's indicative of how they treat poor people though. Like even when I've seen it, I was like, this is not surprising. This is what you'll do to people that are, that have actually like reached out to have help. Like they actually are in need of help. And then you're gonna further humiliate them by sending them five pounds worth of food. And most people in that situation are just gonna deal with it and just be like, this is what I got because they're probably gonna be embarrassed. And it's just out of order that you're really, it's a form of charity and you're still gonna try and skimp on that. It should be, it should have been done in terms of like the benefits, like the money should have just been sent to them or the voucher should have just been sent to the families, like giving them food that they haven't asked for. You don't know what they actually eat, what they cook with. Like there's, what about their cultural foods that they may have wanted to feed their kids? Like not everybody wants from our tray or whatever. Like it's just really, really disgusting that you're treating people who are in a, a, a sad situation at this moment in time and you're making them feel even worse about their situation. So yeah, they should just be giving them money. But uh, again, I'm not surprised. This is what they do to poor people. Auntie Farah. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all because even if you look at benefits and you look at how much people receive a week if you're on social benefits, the amount that they say that you are able to live off of is fucking nonsense. You're supposed to be able to feed your children. You're supposed to be able to pay your gas and electricity bills. Let's not get into anything else because they deem those a luxury item. You're supposed to be able to get backwards and forwards like you know around with your children on transport and all of that stuff with with a pettence so it doesn't surprise me at all that this is what they've given people I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you they should actually give them the voucher rather than the money because they're disregarding people's dietary requirements they're dis disregarding people's religious requirements they're disregarding a whole heap of things the fact that they someone's shown that they put tuna in a money bag is so unhygienic and disrespectful what is it like one spoon per child it's just ridiculous and it, again that's how they deal with poor people they would never dream of giving mps that sort of thing you know if they were going to do meal plans for MP, mps it wouldn't be that so it's just absolutely disgusting um <laughs> boris on his bike <laughs> i just find it so funny but apparently they're saying that because the government haven't stated what is deemed local and what isn't deemed local, he can get away with it. And isn't he the government though? Isn't he the government though? Of course he is, but that's why he can get away with it. And as someone said, he probably was visiting his baby mothers on his bike. <laughs> he got on his bike in it. So it's just... <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's just ridiculous. They just always do it. It's always one rule from them another rule for us so i'm not even surprised that he went and thought that this was okay it takes 40 minutes to cycle from downing street to stratford 40 minutes if he wanted to exercise for 40 minutes he could have gone round the block 10 10 times or whatever it is however many times it took him but yeah what was he doing in stratford that's what i wanted to know when he got there what did he do where did he go who did he see did he get in the car after that or did he drive back like what did he do it's just so bizarre Auntie Can I just interject and just say, are we really supposed to believe that this man had COVID not too long ago and he was able to ride a bike like 10 miles and he's like overweight and, and knocking on 60's <laughs> door? Like really, we're supposed to believe all of this? 
Auntie Shade. Um, I mean, you may have recovered. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I can't with Boris. He's he's a hypocrite, isn't he? Like in the in the true sense of the form, really and truly. Like I just don't. I think he'll probably get away with it, isn't it? Really. And as Auntie Nana said, I, yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna resign in April anyway. So. I think he's just doing whatever he wants to do now. He's fed up with it. <laughs> There's nothing more he can do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. With this, uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it's pretty terrible, man. What the government are doing with these care packages. I think it's 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 disgusting, really. Like I agree. I think like they should either get just the money directly, or maybe I don't know. It's just it's just terrible. It just it just. I don't know. It's upsetting. I find it upsetting because it just shows that this is the state our country is in, man. Like, what the hell, man? What, and how are we even here where we have to, you know, families can't afford, the, you know, dinners in the first place. You know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all of that. Like, it just it's just like a Band-Aid on a, on, a, on a much bigger problem, you know? And, like, poorer people are getting poorer and richer people are getting richer. It's just, yeah, it's, it's pretty sad. Um, it's super sad and, it's, and when you look at those boxes and you think that this is what people are for 10 days it's not even 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 though the food content weren't good even if it was like for one day or even put it down to a week 10 days to share what three apples between come on what are you doing and do you know how much food gets thrown away from all our food um organization all food companies like the press mm -hmm. the McDonald's and Burger, all the fast food chains all the restaurants all the food and how much food have they had i'm not saying give people rotten food either but there's definitely stores of food that's not getting used how mm -hmm. about you know these come keep these companies in business and flowing find give them kind of contracts to deliver and all that type of stuff get people a choice a menu like even in hospital you get a little choice even if it's crap there but at least tick a box this is what i want my mum was getting care packages the first time around and her box was she got it weekly it was a and it was very catered to the white person's palate i mean obviously not all black people eat the same food but you know you know you you'd gone this far why not give go the extra months okay this person is here this is their palate this is their culture my mum was given spam like my <laughs> spam come on <laughs> it's a disrespect it's an actual disrespect um and yeah, yeah, so anyway, let's get the comments because it is disgusting. It really These disgusting. packages, just before we go to the comments, I'll tell you what the packages are supposed to contain. And remember, it's supposed to be for lunch only. That's it. So that's probably why they're trying to say they're getting away with one spoon of tuna. Mm. Um, but they're supposed to contain food items rather than pre-prepared meals, minimise fridge and freezer space needed, contain items that parents can use to prepare healthy lunches, not rely on parents having extra ingredients at home to prepare meals, not contain items restricted under school food standards, cater for speciality diets where necessary, including allergies, vegetarians or religious diets and can contain food packages in the household rather than house wholesale sizes. So if you well, give someone a baked potato or a potato, like just one potato, what are they meant to do with one potato? And what if they're lactose intolerant or got gluten stuff because you're giving them cheese, you've given them bread, you're giving them pasta. And those are the three things that will trouble a person with a dodgy system. Do you understand? And, that, and the way this world is, there's a lot of us who are developing these kind of gluten intolerances, lactose intolerance. So you're giving them, and the, and the fromage fray, which you're trying to dress up, is just squeezy, what they call fruit. Yeah. Don't try yeah, it. Yeah, fruit. 
And if they were even branded approved, it might have just been a no frills one. So don't even try it. So, and yeah, the thing that that woman had was three apples, bananas, and that was it. That was it. That's the healthiest thing. And maybe a potato, but what the hell? So, um, yeah, let's go to the comments. Um, so Donna says he should have dropped. I'm guessing this is Um, and also says that he was looking for one of his, um, looking one of his many kids. Marsha says that he was looking gal. <laughs> um, says, I saw one of the packages. It was a disgrace. Marsha says, FSM, true Nana. It's a true disrespect. Um, Dana, Donna, sorry, says the size of the food box is like a slap in the face. It's very degrading. Mm -hmm. um, Antoinette says the food packages are horrendous, disgraceful. I bet this government would uh, reinstate the workhouses slash poorhouses soon. Just pack them all in one place and feed them gruel. Um, Okoye says one of my clients received um, tin, a tin of sardines and bread, and that was it. Disgusting. Um, and goes on to say his name is Bo is not Boris, it's Doris. <laughs> um, and Akoya also says he was going to Westfields. Uh, I guess there's Westfields in Stratford. Um, yeah. Antoinette says maybe he rode to Stratford to test his eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Akoya says we have a contract with Pratt at St. Mongo's. Okay, so some people do a different strategy. And Nicola says, the businesses that put together these free packages should be ashamed. They should name and shame them. Yes. So right. Interestingly enough, they have actually named them. So it's um, a company called Laka, who, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they represent 550 of the catering managers across the schools. And they are investigating these packages, because, yeah. but they have also added that the extra £3.50 a week hasn't currently been added to the packages as yet. But if you look at the list that the government say, because there's images as well of what the package should contain, and the pictures that people have been sending are so far removed from that. That's right, because people are saying that there's someone in the food, in the school, whoever's doing the distribution of the boxes is pocketing all the stuff, taking out all the good things and putting in money bags, tuna in money bags. Are you all right? In and then put a spoonful in a money bag. It's just, like, that's just what are you doing? Not in tuna. Like, isn't it? How do you get, how, how as a human being, I mean, this is the thing where we're asking of conservatives and everybody, like, I think there was a guy saying that, you know, this little spat that we're having with Marcus Rashford, just, it's not a spat. The guy is supposed to be minding his own, we've talked about this before, minding his own business, playing football. He's the one that's calling out, he's having, he's the one who's having conversations with these organized, these companies, trying to get to the bottom of what's happened. Why the hell? It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Um, shall we move? Oh, there's a few, two more comments and then we should move on. Okay, so Candy says bumblehole Boris. <laughs> <laughs> and Zell said, I suggested a collection of food at Christmas and my shopkeeper said people would sell it. I guess some people would use the money on themselves and not their kids, but it doesn't justify the government's thievery. It's like Oliver Twist. Yeah, and this is like what they were saying about giving the extra money during the first lockdown and then people are going to use it for crack and drugs and not feed on their kids. You, the, whoever's <laughs> fucked up is going to be fucked up, but the majority exactly. of people... It's not going to happen because even if they get a voucher, a voucher, no matter what you do, whoever's that low down, and you have to think about why they're doing it, they're that low down, whether they're addicted, whether they're that broke, where they feel they can trade it off for something better or for themselves, 
whatever the case, they're always those people of society. Nothing. It's like, again, like we're saying about shutting down Trump, you're going to have people who are going to find alternative ways to create nonsense. We can't think like that. That's just literally like all benefits are scroungers, all benefit people are scroungers and shit like that. And, and it's, it's, it's not even true. This oh, argument yeah. is always presented exactly. like there isn't statistical evidence that literally when you do any kind of mass appeal or any type of benefits or anything like that, the fraud number is generally between one to two percent. Exactly. And to tar the brush that the whole 100 percent or even it's going to be a majority of people are going to do shady shit is not what takes place ever, because the majority of any set of human beings are good people there's yeah. always a minority but they are so small and it's easy to kind of tar everybody with the same brush like people are going to sell it and most people that sell things to get money it still goes to their family in some way if you actually just give them the choice give them the freedom to be able to buy what they want to feed their children really than giving them packages yeah and speaking of stats like they did say like like of all the school school, school children who need that extra boost it's like one percent as you said it is literally about one small it's too small don't try it um moving on to aunties know best and we know best guys so the fact that we know best do you have any problems that you want us to solve we have problems that we're going to solve but do you guys listening and watching have problems <laughs> that you want us to solve put them in the comments right now they don't have to be deep or you can, as I always say, say, asking for a friend. Right. So I've got an internet one, an internet one. And basically, there was this thing going around online. And um, the, this question was asked, ladies, instead of marriage, would you sign a four-year contract with your man and sign an extension or a new contract when it's up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably more realistic, you know. Do you know what I mean? It's like leasing something, you know, and if you if you don't like it after four years, then you can trade in for a, a new model or <laughs> something else. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Um yeah. I think that's I think it's I think like the majority of marriages are not or not um, long term. Anyway, so uh, lots of people get divorced within five years. So I think that's pretty realistic. Do you know what I mean? Um, so and also maybe there's less. Maybe it might give the illusion of less pressure as well, kind of thing. And then probably people will uh, stay together longer because of that. But, but if a guy came to you with like, okay, I'm feeling. I, I, I feel like we could be together a while. So what I'm introducing to our relationship is um, this contract. <laughs> this is how he talks. So I've got this. I've got this contract. Um, it's a four-year contract. You know, you sign here. If you do something or I do something within these four years on this contract, you give me fifty thousand. If I do something, I give you fifty thousand. I would really like that you sign this here, please, Miss. And he always says your name wrong, so he says Miss Sadie. <laughs> Why the plot twist? <laughs> I mean, that's that's a really reason not to sign the contract. <laughs> <laughs> How he speaks and the fact that he can't say her name it should be out. <laughs> it wouldn't be a proposition that's happening. This is literally someone I met on Tinder, and it's like, no, sorry, 
Swipe. <laughs> Look, he's come with the contract. Would you sign it though, really? Would I sign it? Yeah. Yeah, like if it's equivalent to marriage, yeah, where you're just committing to each other, that's what it is, right? You're yeah. committing to each other for a sh on a short term basis, yeah. And if what? And if he does something and I don't, I get money. If, yeah, and then you get fifty. But if you I'm do something, then you got to give him fifty thousand. Yeah, I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm gonna get the fifty thousand, mate. I'm gonna drive him to do something. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> I don't like that you introduced the money financial element. It was just a mutual contract. It was just that. I was no, gonna. No, ask no. The contract can be anything, though. I was gonna say that. What are the kind of what are the benchmarks and the moments of stuff that you check in every so often is there a check in is it just literally you ride or die till four years and see what happens yeah um, i like the idea of it i don't know if a guy if a guy presented it to me i might be like mm, it'd be a bit hard to see if he's seeing the long term if i'm seeing the long term but essentially it does i feel like i believe it does take the pressure off this lifetime thing um it's like it's similar to uh, you know as you're saying it's pretty much like a prenup it, it but this has got different it's with different connotations um yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's an interesting way of looking at things. Uh, yeah, I'd sign it. Would you, you sign it? I've, I've, sign it. It's a bit much, though, isn't it? Um, sign it. Yeah. I mean, the 50 grand thing, no, fuck off. I'm not, money doesn't need to be involved. I'm not signing a financial contract. No way. Um, and especially if he says my name wrong and he speaks like that in Dutch. <laughs> no way. Um, there has to be a lot more. For, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want the money in it because it might as well get married, divorce settlement, prenup, all that type of shit. Let's just have a, an agreement that we're going to try it for four years and revisit it at the end. I want it to be nice and light. We revisit it at the end of the four years and see where I go on. Are we? Are we working? All right, cool. Let's go for another four. Maybe two contracts, eight years, and then it's like, okay, we got to get married and done. And there's no more four years, four years, every four years. You wait till I'm like sixty-five and you want to leave me? Come on, fuck off. You so might not leave them. Um, well, I might want to. Leave I'm talking from my perspective. The fact that if we're doing it and we're cool, oh yeah, then I might want to leave them. But then after eight years, you should. Re after eight years, come on, you must know why going after that. After eight years, if you have two rolling, you revisit it um, four years. Okay, we're cool. Another four years, you. And oh, okay, with the contract, can you break it in between, or you have to stick it out for four years at a time? So you probably can get out of it, but Nan's Auntie Nan is saying. My I told you, I'm not. I'm not dealing with that financial one. My my contract's different. I'm not in that financial one. Yeah, on your your um your conjugal rights because there's penalties. So you're not with him, but you still got to go and have sex with him every so often. Come on, let's get out hand now. Listen, all I say, I would agree to four years. And then let's have a reflection after, or oh, maybe two years. And then I think by eight years, you must know whether this is it or not, either side. Because if you then, yeah, you can't, you, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is all very annoying, actually. <laughs> I think it's perfect. It's actually, yeah. I don't mind it because I've been putting certain things into the contract. So I actually don't mind because. There's a lot of people that get married and they don't have those negotiations. Yeah, exactly. They don't. They're just like, I love you, you love me, let's get married, let's be together forever. And then they get married. <laughs> and so I think if you've got to sit down with someone and be like, hey, what now? This is what I agree to, this is what you agree to. And it's written down and it's set in stone and there's penalties if you break that shit. That kind of works for me. Like you have your house, <laughs> I have my house. <laughs> we meet up maybe three times a week, I'm good. But, um, <laughs> 
But yeah, I think there's a dilemma. I was going to say, hold on, but Nana, you Nana didn't give her answer, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, about the four-year contract? Yeah. I mean, with the, with the guy that talks like that, I'm not going to sign the contract. <laughs> no one's going for that guy. And that's not, you know, I always say my disclaimer, all you guys who speak like posh, well-spoken guys, it's not that, but you, this one that Nana's set up sounds like an absolute neek. Oh, no, he's a really good guy. I quite like the idea of this contract thing. Um, I personally wouldn't go for it because I am pro-marriage. Um, but I could see how in certain situations this would this would work. That temporary, like, you know, let's just see, let's, let's have our four years or five years. I feel like five years is a better, I don't know, four feels icky it feels too short so i feel like a five-year contract um yeah i could see how that would work but i personally wouldn't go for it but i think it's a good idea as an as an intermediate and then maybe you move on to marriage after the five years or you go about your business you're on mute okay you're on mute i did a whole dance move um let's get the comments and then go to that dilemma uh, okay, uh, one second. Right, uh, so Ronald asks why four years. Um, Aquarius says 50k are signed with four men at the same time. <laughs> 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 I'm with you, Aquarius. <laughs> um, Nicholas says, Auntie Nana, where is this man <laughs> from that is proposing to Bishale? Um, Red Border asks, who draws up the terms and conditions of the contract? Okay. Um, Candy says, Mercedes. <laughs> I don't even know how you said that wrong, but yeah. <laughs> Run, don't sign the contract. Um, and let me, sorry. Are, are you going to read the dilemma? Okay, I can do. Let's go yeah. get and I'll come back to it then. Okay, cool. Imagine you're fed up after Donna says, imagine you're fed up after one year, but you have three left to go. Very true. And um, Maha says that would work for me living in separate houses. <laughs> Red Border asks, is the is it legally enforceable? And Ronald says, so it's just really it's really just a trial marriage. Yeah. And Nicola says, Does Uncle Nee know people in Dope Black Dads that speak like that? Hmm? We want to oh, let's be like the guy. <laughs> we want to know if they <laughs> see Nicholas interested in friend. And Maha says, How about old fashioned courtship where you don't have sex before marriage, just get to know each other first? I think one or two years. Well, no, because we learned that that sex no sex before marriage was to stifle the women's sexuality and freedom. Hell to the no. No man, sorry. One to two years is ridiculous. I don't want to have no sex before marriage, and then for one or two years, and then we get married, and the sex is dead, and then I've got that scenario. Exactly. That was a pure setup. Bye for bye for men's benefit. Yeah, town man. Um, okay, so our dilemma. Thank you, Zell Sugar. Auntie's no best. Asking for a friend. Um, do we still need to apply morals and common sense when figuring out how you're going to get your tings in a pandemic? Do we have time to have standards? Ladies, let's go with Auntie. Boy, bye. 
<laughs> I didn't want to go first. Um, what What's the question again? Do we have to apply morals? Yes, because, you know, we are in a pandemic and as much as you might want to get your bum scratched, you have to. <laughs> you have to bear that in mind. I saw something online the other day where they were saying that... Um, they were setting up this charity where people could talk and they were suggesting other things that you could do if you're sexually frustrated, you know, like pleasure yourself or use this phone number and call these people and talk about it and that sort of stuff. But um, I think I think you do have to apply morals, especially if it's just your fun buddy. Because let's say your fun buddy's got several fun buddies, which no one really wants, but let's say that they do have several fun buddies. Then there's a case of they're going to this person's house and to that person's house and to that person's house. And all these people could have... my daughter decided to appear um yeah you've got to be careful because not only could you be catching whatever they're catching from having sex but there's now the added thing of covid so yeah i think you do have to apply morals during these peak times uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think common sense always, always have common sense because, you know, you just don't want to uh, catch a baby, catch a, <laughs> a disease, <laughs> don't want to catch anything, or COVID <laughs> or a virus, <laughs> sorry, catch loads of things like that. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, um, of course, always have common sense. I do think, though... I don't. I, I do think in on the, the pure kind of like, if you really want to get some, do you know what I mean? I do think that you need to, you need to, um, you need to figure that one out. Do you know what I mean? You need to plan. Like you kind of need to have a plan and a structure. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if you get caught by the police or something going out, like you need to have a, a getaway story or do you know what I mean? Like backup story. Do you know what I mean? You need to make sure that. Uh, you know, you socially distance for a certain amount of time beforehand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to have a plan of attack on, like, how you're going to do it safely, I think. But, yeah, I think, like, but you can do other things. Like, you don't necessarily have to, um, what do you call it, be, uh, you could do, like, FaceTime and stuff. Do you know what I mean? You could do all that if you really wanted to. Auntie Nano? Options. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I'm not sure about the morals part of it. I don't know where that comes in, but common sense, definitely. I I would think that you'd have less scope of getting caught by the COVID watchers and being dobbed in if the person is local. So maybe trying to keep it local, um, you know, in the morning, like leaving 4am, those types of times when most people are sleeping. I think you just need to have a plan, definitely. Be cautious of who's seeing you and make sure that they're not somebody that's just out there, like, you know, slinging it around and could have more things than COVID. I think those are the parameters at this point is, are they being safe with themselves in all aspects? And will you be safe in their company? And think about the neighbors that are around and if anybody's gonna dob you in. But other than that, it's a long time still. I mean, what they're saying now, we may be cooped in until March. I think if you've exhausted all possibilities uh, for your friend, of course, they've exhausted all possibilities of telephone, shenanigans, FaceTimes, and they're over all of that, then 
you know, just be cautious and go to the brother's house at 4 a.m. Yeah, I, I, she mentioned standards and things like that. So I think it's that it sounds like the friend is wondering if there's there's must be some sort of dodgy dick, old school dick that you know is dangerous dick, but you're thinking, oh, should I just draw one more time for this team because I'm desperate? And that's where the question of standards and like, we've been here before, we know it's trouble. Should we lower our standards to get into it with this person? And I would say no, because this is the time when you're most vulnerable. Yes, lockdown is, is, is a bit of a mess. And so I'm sure horniness is out the window, out the roof, all that type of stuff. And if the visual stimulus, it's stimulus and all that type of stuff isn't working and you just like, fuck it, let me just go for this guy. We know it's trouble. No, try your best not to, because you have to really think about what, what happens in the aftermath. You, you, you both bust a nut and then what happens? Is it then you're dealing with all those shattered emotions that you feel? Is it that he's often, or he's, it could be the other way around where he's super clinging and you know, you're opening a Pandora's box where you're gonna get stalked, called, bothered, all the time and he's going to make declarations of love that you didn't want in the first place so you know that you know what it's best that you stay away from this person so i this is the most the time where you've got to keep all your standards up and everything zipped up tight up because if you the repercussions are worse than actually getting that 5 10 15 20 30 if you're lucky moments of glory then it's really not worth it <laughs> you could meet outside late at night and say it's your outside exercise for the day but that's not the problem i think getting it yeah that's a, i think getting it is oh, not being people's homes no exactly but i think people don't give a uh, about that i i will find my way if and that's story but it's more about the fact that there's possible dick and that dick comes with problems whether it's yes. a problem for the woman or the problem that comes with that with the, the i hear you i hear you no no you're right you're right you're yeah, right that's, um, yeah. I, coming from last year last year in my girls group um and we would like connect with each other and just like have video chats and the ending note that i would give them is life's too short move mad and this year we ended with you know what life's kind of short, short take it slow it feels like this year's got a different edge on it like yeah just take it easy take time you probably don't need that not in 2021 remember 2021 like yeah just take time i'll admit very small no so just i'll admit very tiny teeny teeny for your friend zell i made a bit of a mistake last year and i've learned and i'm not going to make more mistakes so i'm taking time this year it's better to just sit there and remember <laughs> have fun memories um visual stuff can, can i just say though yeah because i'm thinking i'm sitting there thinking yeah <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> We're in a different world right now. <laughs> That's the thing. We're in different worlds. It's not so easy to meet people. Yeah. It's not so easy to meet someone new, do you know what I mean? And vet them at the moment. It really isn't. So like, I don't know. I would like to, I would like to say it's I don't think it's that that easy because sometimes the dick you know is better than the dick that is unknown. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you can manage the um if you know what to expect in terms of like the messy stuff afterwards, then kind of like maybe set some boundaries, isn't it? So like maybe after the deed, like God go home and like I don't know if you should be going to him. To be honest, maybe he comes to you if it's if it's more convenient. And then you kick him out when it's done, and that's it. That but kind that, of. That's what I was saying. It's like whether or not you can handle the fallout. Can you deal with the fallout of whatever that fallout? If it's on you 
and your emotions or on him and his emotions. If you can handle it, it is, as Auntie Shade says, better the dick you know. And it's like, oh, look, we've been there, done that. Come on, let's go. But can you handle the aftermath? And in this time where so, we're down and you don't have the, you know, you can't run to your friends and cry on the shoulder necessarily. And you can't go out and rave it up or do something that you would normally do in the physical world to take your mind off some bullshit. You're confined to your, your home. That's <laughs> when. <laughs> Let's get the comment on that note. Then. Um, <laughs> he says, you need to be able to track and chase the dick. <laughs> to be Can we please have an app for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that's the truth. So I I would just say move slow. Just Don't move mad. Move slow. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one still because hilarious. That temptation is is deep, but you just got to think how you can handle it in the four walls every day. Oui. Okay, are we going to do another dilemma? We've got to move on, Mister Miss Farah. Miss Farah. Oh, I've got a dilemma. Oh, oh, do we have time or no? No, we're good. You do? Okay, cool. All right, so hi, aunties. Um, love the show. <laughs> um, my girls, my girl, sorry, um, my best friend for many, many years, um, I've known her my whole life, has um, been living the high life recently, even during this pandemic. She recently flew to Ghana, now she's in Dubai, and I've seen her, like, living it up. Obviously, I can't go with her. She's living up. She's got, you know like drinking all the cocktails, wearing nice clothes, new clothes, by the um, by the way, and having new bags and stuff and everything like that. And I've known her my whole life. And I'm just like, I know she doesn't have this kind of money. I know that she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't live like this normally. So I don't really know what's going on. And I tried to talk to her about it, but she doesn't, she's not telling me anything. She's been a bit cagey. What should I do? Should I just mind my business? Uh, which I find difficult to do because she is my good, good friend and I hope she's not mixed up in any madness. What should I do? Um, I'd like to say, I wouldn't like to say, Auntie Nana, what would you like to say? <laughs> I, I really feel my immediate thing is mind your business, is immediately. Um, and that could be, she could have a new guy that's buying her stuff. She may not want to share where it, I just think you just be there for the person because it's your friend, but really don't go fishing, like just mind your business. And if she offers you anything, like don't partake in the loot because you don't know where it's coming from. But yeah, it's, this is absolutely none of your business really. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, because you know that like sometimes you can get too involved in your friends' lives and it becomes more of an issue for you than it is for them. And then that could have a, a an adverse effect on your relationship with your own friend. So if you've asked her and she says everything's cool and she's not, she's not ready to talk to you about it yet, you just have to leave the door open so that she knows she can talk to you when she wants to. And just, you know, maybe have some subtle little comments about like, you know, I hope everything's all right and that you're not doing anything that you shouldn't and just leave it at that. I think if you start poking her too much, prodding her too much, she might be like, fuck you and just stop chatting to you because she's going through something. Yeah. So you don't okay. want to ruin your friendship. So again, I get into this thing of like, it's about the levels of your friendship. Do you, how well do you know this girl and her reactions and what it is? And if you're just, I don't know, it's about the conversation because 
there's this it, like if Auntie Farah's doing something that I feel like what's going on, I I definitely we're close enough where I know I would ask is how I ask. I'm not gonna be like, bitch, what are you doing? Blah, 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 come at her aggressively. I know that if I'm seeing her do things that's out of character and things I don't that I suspect it could be dodgy for her life, we're close enough that we can have that conversation. And maybe if her answer is like, don't worry about it, I'm cool. Maybe then I won't be able. To, I won't push and leave her to it, and just she'll know that I'm here for her. But beyond that, if she's doing something, she some I don't know. I I don't. It's not all. I stay. I, it depends on the person. I this thing of staying out of people's business. I think it depends on the nature of your friendship and who that person is. And you, if they're really close, because Auntie Charlie said the person's re, they're really that's a close friend. Yeah. So in that respect, there should be enough trust and friendship where. One conversation of you asking her, as long as you're not being rude or aggressive, even if you are, because if you should know each other well enough to understand where people are coming from. So I don't think it's a total avoidance if that person's your sister in. Do you get what I'm saying? And if you see that she's doing something, she might, it might, she might even relish like, oh my god, I couldn't say nothing. This is what's going on. Da -da 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 -da. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking if you have show concern and you're showing concern for your friend that's doing some stuff that you might might be dodgy. And it depends on her answer and her response and how you then carry forward. But other, if it was someone that you don't really know, it's not your business at all. If it was your sister in, that's your sister in. Why, what's wrong with asking? Yeah, I agree. But I it's after that. the effect. But I, she asked, didn't she? She's already asked. Yeah, but she's, but I would ask again. Do you know what I mean? And I'd be like, why are you being cagey? You're not giving me an answer. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, I know you. What you don't have these things? Where the hell did you get them from? You need to tell me now. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I need answers because I think that's the thing, though. Because especially you see, like you know, these stories of these girls going to Dubai and getting into some dodgy stuff. Do you know what I mean? Some of it is obviously rumors and whatever kind of thing. But you wouldn't want that to be your friend. Do you know what I mean? And if you notice that your friend has got a change in behavior that's not normal kind of thing. And then they start being cagey with it if they, and, and they haven't, and they were previously open, then there's a problem, something's going on. Do you know what I mean? And that might, that me poking at, it might turn out, oh, you, you know, you don't want to be friends with me anymore or whatever kind of thing. But at least I, at least there's still a problem. At least I know what the, what, what it is. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So if it's a, I just think, yeah, just it's best to, probe basically and find I, out because yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. they've already asked um, uh, and that's why i said leave the door open and make some subtle things because you don't want to push them too far away where they feel like they can't say it to you but you want to be subtle enough so that they know that you know something's up and that you're there for them that's what i think i, I wouldn't just necessarily just ignore it completely and this is after i've already asked as well so i hear what you're saying as well though i get it yeah it's like you'll keep your eye on it but I wouldn't, I wouldn't badger. I literally would just keep my eye on it and just see where it was going. And, but overall, it's none of my business. If they don't want to share it, if they don't want a solution to whatever they're involved in or a way that we could kind of sort this out and they are like, no, I'm fine, I'm cool. That I'm, yeah, I'm going to um, leave them until they're ready to tell me. But I wouldn't badger at all. Um. I think, and also, but some, some, something in the, their behaviour then, which is just an exploration of friendship, is then if, if this is your sister and that she don't feel comfortable to tell you, is that a statement on your friendship or maybe not? I'm not saying it is, but it's just like, 
And I, I understand not badgering and maybe coming at them, but if they're doing something that looks dangerous, I don't know. Because yeah, I'm coming at them. I don't know if I've seen it. I, I, don't, I wouldn't put it that label. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That to me is like showing that, okay, I've noticed something that's up, what is going on. Do you know what I mean? We should have a foundation of friendship that is open and honest. That's like, why are you not saying what's going on? And if the reason you're saying is because what you're doing is dodgy, then we need to get you out of this. Do you know what I mean? And that as your friend, like, that's yeah. that's the number one thing I'm going to do because I'm not going to, um, I couldn't be friends with someone and watch them, just watch them from afar work, work into a situation that's mm. not right for them. Now, if it turns out like, oh, it's perfectly legit, then okay, call them. Okay, why are you not saying something? Is there something wrong with us? Do you know what I mean? And then let's, let's sort that out. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So either way, there's a problem there. There's a communication issue there and it needs to be resolved. Yeah. But what if they're just going through something of their own? Maybe they're doing something, planning something that they don't want to talk about yet. Because you know, like sometimes, say, like you've got a business idea or something like that, and you don't want to put it out there yet. You want to, and it's no reflection on your friendship. I think that's different because this is talking about showing on like social media that you're, you know, you've got these, you <laughs> you're living a lifestyle that you don't actually live. A man that she don't want to talk about. <laughs> it could be all that, and but the it thing might, is, like, it might be an uncle that she's not supposed to be sleeping yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Like, <laughs> I think I think she might be a lev that doesn't want to be judged. How, yeah, but how Charlie articulated it is exactly that. Because essentially, even if we're best friends, essentially you're gonna have to show me this man that you're in love with, innit? And really, if I'm your friend and your sister, if that's the uncle that you want to lay down with, <laughs> boy, oh boy, as long as he's not beating you and he's not got other little starlets on his um, on his payroll, then it is what it is. People find love in different places. It happens. But all right, let's say it's like she's a mistress. So <laughs> she's found a guy. He's married. He's very wealthy. And he travels around and she is partaking in being his side piece. But she doesn't want anybody to really know. Really, like it's just not, even if that is your girl, like you are close, but she's partaking in this. She why? doesn't want your opinion on it, so she don't want to tell you. No, why, but why, she, why doesn't she want my opinion? Because she's ashamed of her behavior. That's yeah, why yeah. she want it. Like, do you know what I mean? So don't first of all, don't post on social media in my interest anyway. Do you know what I mean? For me to be able to question you anyway, because exactly. I know you live that lifestyle. Because <laughs> we know each other. And any like I would still encourage her not to do because if if that's in her heart to heart not what she wants, she just found herself in that situation, then I'm encouraging her to get out of that situation because that's not space to be for her. Do you know what I mean? I would want the best for her. And then do you know what I mean? That's not the best for her. That's not that's not cool. Yeah, same, exactly the same. I was going to say, why are you posting it? If you're doing undercover business, what the frick is it on social media? And you're flaunting it. No, man. We've got to talk. We're friends. If we're friends, let's be real friends. Yeah. <laughs> let's get comments, please. Okay. You guys are really, I, I know you're enjoying yourself, so you can really give me essays to read. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. After what? <laughs> support. Are you okay? Uh -huh. No, 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 it's fine. Um, da, 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 where are we? Uh, okay, so. Da, da, da. Oh, actually, Nicholas says, these comments are brilliant today. You guys are giving me the best. Um, Ronald says, mind your business. Antoinette says, oh, so I'm going too fast. I agree, Auntie Nana, Nana, sorry. Um, not your business. Uh, they will share if they want to, like Auntie Farah says, so leave it. 
it. Um, so so leave it. Um, Akoya says, if she's a friend and not family, then it's your bit. It's not your business if she's not telling you. Uh, leave her alone. You need to look at what is really bothered. What what you're really bothered about. What what do you know about her that would worry you? If she's a reckless person, then sorry. God, so. So my thing's been so. If she's a reckless person, then say at arm's length. If she's normally responsible, then maybe she's just really doing well. Um, and then also goes on to, uh, on to say, if she's family, then stalk her or put her <laughs> put a tracker on her back. <laughs> so you can see where she's going. <laughs> but Queen, we know where she's going. She's going to Ghana and Dubai. It's what she's doing. <laughs> Who she's doing it with? And then Donna says. Um, when shit, when shit hits the fan, no butter me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Donna said earlier on, take him, um, take him man for mobile with a four-year contract. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was all that said that. I missed that one, sorry. four-year contract, that's funny. <laughs> with mobile. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, <laughs> Let's go for the culture. Let's go for the culture. Uh, <laughs> my bad for the culture pause. Um, do you know what? I actually forgot what the, for the culture was. Okay, so 4D culture. I think we had another one that Nana suggested, but this is the one. Laurie Head, Laurie Harvey. Sorry, yeah. Laurie Harvey. Laurie I, I was looking at the name, like, who is this? <laughs> okay, yeah. Laurie Hedley. Harvey. Do you know? I think I've got Sharia. Yeah. Hedley from um, Coming to America, the actress in my mind. I don't know why I keep saying Headley. Laurie Harvey, daughter of, stepdaughter of Steve Harvey, the infamous comedian, um, has got a new bae, Michael B slash Bay Jordan. Um, she's bagged a big one, guys. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so basically she's got her new man and people are celebrating her brilliance in being able to lock down some stellar men. Her her man list reads. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing this because I had it in have, front of have, me. Have you got that um that Bridgerton breakdown? No, I didn't see that. Sorry. The only I thing I've seen it. I put it on our page. I put it on our page. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, so basically, the list of men that she's she's been out with have been include a, a, a Dutch <laughs> footballer called Mibe, I think. Um, Memphis Depay, I don't know what's wrong with me. Memphis, Memphis Depay, and then she uh, went out with Justin Combs, apparently, allegedly, and she went out with Trey Songs, and apparently she went out with Diddy, Sean Diddy Combs. We don't know where, I don't know what happened there. And she went out of Future, and now she's on Michael B. Jordan. So people are celebrating her brilliance on how to bag a bad man, and also how to leave a bad man, and especially for leaving Future without a baby, because we know Future likes to get them pregnant. So people are celebrating her, calling her the Thanos of dating, and all this other stuff. She's collecting men like Infinity Stones, and now she's under Michael B. Jordan, who's actually, for the first time, claimed and displayed her, and people are saying that she's finally got Michael B. Jordan away from white women. We don't know if it's actually true, but the long there've been long-standing rumors that this guy um, dates only white women and now she turned his eye. So my question, but however, however, my point is, however, some people are calling her a bit of a 
ho, obviously. Some people are saying she's a bit of a go-round girl. Some guys are a bit in their feelings saying, yeah, what does this mean? It means she's been used and abused. This, this is nothing to celebrate. And others are like, teach me your ways, oh wise one, oh brilliant one. What do you guys think about how Laurie's being celebrated or dissed? Do you celebrate her behaviour? Do you think this is, we've talked a lot about women taking ownership of their relationships and moving forward. Are we placing too much on her because she's just dating and she's famous, so obviously she's going to date some, and she's a beautiful girl, so whatever. What do you think about this celebration of Laurie Harvey? Auntie Sade, because your face is so expressionable. Hi. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see what the freaking problem is, mate. Like, I honestly don't, I don't really get it. Like, I thought it was, I, I love love. So this is just, it's a beautiful thing. Even when, you know, love is manufactured and not really true. It's it's a pretty picture. <laughs> it's also a pretty picture. But no, I think, I think, no, I think it's a, I, I don't, I don't see the issue at all kind of thing. Like, so she dated a few guys, like, so fucking what, like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think there's people on the male side in the, in the public eye have dated a hell of a lot of women. Do you know what I mean? And like, their their list doesn't come out every single time they're with someone new. Do you know what I mean? Or like, you've got guys like Leonardo DiCaprio who can't date anyone over 30 for some fucking reason. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think, like, what's, what's like, she's living her life, like, Michael B. Jordan, I don't know, depends what your opinion is. I think he's quite a good-looking guy. Do you know what I mean? He seems pretty decent. He's done a good body of work, as far as I'm concerned, up to this point. You know, he comes across as a respectable somebody. I don't see what the problem is, man. She's done all right. And also, I don't know what, I saw one post and, like, someone was saying that the, the thing about Laurie is that you, she doesn't. She does. She's not. She's not ever on the gram like talking up the things. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I just think like respect to her for not putting. Not is everybody else putting her business out there to a certain extent as well. Do you know what I mean? But she's there's never like a horror story or anything from her point of view out there. Um, so yeah, I just think she's just living her life, man. Seriously, I thought the meme that was funny was when someone <laughs> someone was like holding the book of. Um, of uh, her dad's book, Think Like a Man, and then just <laughs> putting it, pouring it into it. That was hilarious. And that uh, she's collecting guys like the, the Infinity Stones. That was hilarious. I'm like, I'm all for the memes and do you know what I mean? The jokes and the entertainment side of things. But honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really care that much. Like, um, they're a celebrity couple, but I do think that representation of black love is a beautiful thing. So I, I'm not against that. I can never be against that. Auntie Farah. I'm basically going to copy and paste what you just said, because it's true. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, so what? She's with this guy. So what? Like, she doesn't chat shit on the gram. She doesn't. She's not about like she's got her own money. Her dad's Steve Harvey. It's not like she's chasing people down for the money. It's not like she's chasing people down for the clout because she's not about there showing her shit all the time. Who cares? Like, I, like you, Auntie Sade, I love love. And if she's managed to get Michael B. Jordan, then more power to her. They've obviously got shit in common. They're together. He's posted her. Let them carry on about their business. You know, they probably did it because previously, like over Christmas, there were some um, paparazzi shots of the two of them. Oh, yes. yeah. Thought, Fuck it, why not? Yeah. We've got nothing to hide here. I mean, what I've got to give her the most credit for is escaping future without a child. <laughs> That's what she gets the most credit yeah. for. She collected, they say, you know, the memes are hilarious about the Infinity Stones and her reading the book. But for me, the fact that she was a man, she managed to escape the future 
doesn't have to go to him for child support. That is where that's the big win for me. Definitely. I don't care who she dates. Yeah. I don't care who he dates. I just don't care. Like, leave them to it, innit? Why not? When men want to date 20, 30 people, no one says shit. She's just living her best life. She's, what, 23 years old? She's living her best life, Laura. And I don't yeah, know if she did date Diddy. That was like a rumour. I don't know if she actually dated Diddy. They were seen together, like, on a holiday. But his whole family was there. Imagine, like, you know your ex-boyfriend's dad and he's there with your dad. I don't know. There's always rumours. People will never know, innit? And people, until people come out like they've come out now, we will never really know what's true and what's not true. Auntie Nana. I I, I really like this girl because she really is, like, for the culture, she is the it girl that goes about and dates the it boys and doesn't chat. Like, anybody else in her position would be spilling the tea after mm. each time, but she just seems to... She has code on lock. And I like that there's lots of women who are young watching her and being like, you know what, that's what it's about, actually. Like, you just keep your shit to yourself. You don't need to be going out there and being like, oh, my God, it didn't work. And, you know, changing your status from in love to complicated to single, like, you know, because if Laurie was doing that shit, boy, the, 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 she's got a list of guys that she's been seen with, but not necessarily that she's actually put on her gram. Actually, it really is just um, future and this guy that she is. And she was seen with Trey Songs, but they didn't declare we're in a relationship. And apparently the same with Meek Mills. Like she, he was thrown in there as well. So I just like her game. Like it's, I think, I think it's cute. And as Michael B. Jordan was always getting told, um, I, I don't know if it's real though. That, that it, I'm slightly cynical to this new pairing because you know he's had all the flack that he loves white women. And then there was the gay man that came out that was like he was flirting with me for months and months and was really hurt that nothing came of it. It just felt a bit convenient that now he's found the black it girl to be his little like girlfriend. So I don't know, but yeah, it, it, it's cute that some memes, some memes have been generated and I was able to laugh at all of the various videos. But the Bridgerton one is flipping hilarious. So I'll put that on our page. Um, I uh, I didn't think about the cynical side of Michael B. Jordan dating her. I thought actually, because he's another one who doesn't talk. He lets, he's, mm. he's, he's he, when he's been pissed off enough, he's made some comments like, I don't just date white women or something like that. He hasn't ever said that he doesn't date white women, um, but it's just been, he's, there's been a few pic, paparazzi pictures of him with white women. And so that's why everyone's lent towards that thing. And I think now, I feel like I don't necessarily. I mean, who are we to know what whether anything's orchestrated? But I just feel like, in if we're going to believe in Laurie's glory, then she doesn't do that for fun either. Maybe I don't know. I, I hate to speak as if I know these people, but I feel like they, I do feel like this is genuine as far as I can say that outside looking in. And I feel like he's actually proud to post her because it is to like shut the fuck up, see the bitch I've got, no, see the bad bitch I've got right now. It's this chick, and so it's that more than maybe more conniving and calculated. Maybe again, we never know. But I just don't feel like he would do that, waste time doing that just for to shut people up. He could have done that ages ago because people aren't even talking about his relationship at this point. So to do that now, I don't think it doesn't make any sense. It would have made sense to have that type of uh, alignment with a black chick when they were really going at him for um, dating white women. 
Um, and then the rest of it, yeah, exactly. I mean, Common, look at Common. Common has literally slept with yes. pretty much, he's got a roster of every, maybe every single single beautiful black woman in the industry he's had dealings with and- Common, literally Common. Literally Common community. Yeah, common community, community. As they call him. So, you know, we, and then Laurie's no way even near Common. And again, who is she supposed to date? She's a beautiful woman. Who's she supposed to date? To be honest, if her circles are those circles, like if my if I was famous, my ex list might look long, isn't it? Because but we don't know. Our, we're not famous, so our ex lists stay hidden and undeclared. But if I'm, if I'm in the industry, try to believe my list is going to. I would hope if I can get them, there'd be name brands. So. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? My list is not going to be like. Joe this, Joe that. It's going to be Trevante Rhodes. It's going to be da, 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 da. I don't want to list them all, but yeah. Do you know what I mean? So let's get some comments. <laughs> uh, Donna says, no, not her. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, Nicholas says, the guru of how to act like a lady, think like a man. Uh, and then Donna says, slacker girl going out for going out with Puffy and also his son, no rate. Oh, slacker. oh, I see. Going out with Puffy and also his son, no ratings at all. Allegedly, though, Donna. Um, Akoya says, once again, it's none of our business, really. If you only know famous people, that's who you're going to date. If I was in Hollywood, there'll be a few over 50s I'll be climbing on to. <laughs> <laughs> with the cartwheel emoji. <laughs> Whoop, let's go. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, if, like if we was in the industry, seriously, seriously, declare my ex list. No one wants to be declared Ronald. No one, no one needs to know about my ex list. You know what kind of show? <laughs> Do not need people. This, is, this goes back to Zell's um, friend problem about that, that, that dick that needs to be left alone during these times. No, thank you. We will not be declaring any past theme. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what was your other um, for the culture, Nana? If we have time for it, I can't remember what it was. You made a suggestion. Um, it was about it was about Kalechi and Woman's Hour. Do we have time? And, yeah. No. Oh. Oh. That'd be done. Okay. So then, in that on that note, what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week, ladies? And people watching and listening, let us know what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week. Auntie Nano. Okay, well, um, yeah, so sad really has just been reeling from the passing of Simone Bresciando. Um, that's just been like a common, a common like um, theme to my mornings, waking up in disbelief mm -hmm. and then making peace with it and just like, praying that wherever she is, she is um, at peace. Um, I haven't been mad, actually. Nothing has made me mad this week. Um, I would say slightly delirious has been watching people being really affected by what happened at the Capitol in America and really being like, oh my God, I can't believe that took place and really affected. Um, and I watched Angela Rye kind of go into tears and that just again made me laugh, but um, yeah, that it was kind of maddening. So I wasn't mad, mad, but it was maddening that there was this performative, like I can't believe this happened to us. 
in America, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and glad, I was glad for going on my sister's podcast yesterday. We had a really good conversation. Um, and that was that was really nice, talking about spirituality and business. So, yeah, that made me very happy that I got very teary on her show. But yeah, it was a good it was a good experience and I, I shall do more interviews now. Oh, beautiful. Auntie Farah. I am sad about the passing of Mohammed Hassan, a 24 year old black man who was arrested by police in Cardiff. And shortly after his, his um, release, he was found to be like he was released and he was severely beaten up. And then he said to his family, he's going to have a rest. And then he didn't wake up. So that makes me sad and it also makes me extremely mad. And that happened on the 11th of, sorry, that happened, um, what date, sorry, one second. 11, on the 8th of January, he was arrested. So that's when that happened. So that makes me very sad and mad. Um, I'm glad that people are getting to see <laughs> a little bit more the shit that goes down in America. You know, that like when people say that um, we're imagining the difference between how people are treated if you're brown, black and other and how you're treated if you're white. I think, again, they're showing their ass and you can see it. So that's made me slightly glad. Auntie Sade. Um, so same with you guys. I'm sad about the passing of Simone. It's definitely a shock to the system. Um, I'm generally mad at the UK government. Just, I just, I just hate them. I hate, I hate them so much at the moment, kind of thing, for various different reasons. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. And I'm glad uh, that I've been glad listening to Jasmine Sullivan's new album. Um, I think I think you pronounce it hotels. I think that's what it's supposed to say. But yeah, um, it's really, really good. Everyone should listen to it. It's very, it's very fun. But yeah. So of course I'm gonna echo this. I'm super sad about Simone's passing. I will miss her profusely. And I don't know whenever we get to travel again, when we and Anna do our American trips, what that's gonna be like. I'm a bit sad thinking forward about that. But um, other than that, uh, and the state of the world is bullshit. Same like you, Shadi. The UK government's just as shit. And I hate that we've got this twin behaviour with America, that our gov their government's shit, our government's shit. And it's just so annoying. Can we just stop this copycat behaviour and can we all just get along and fix up? And I hate that we're puppets um, being puppeteered by these stupid people that are just playing games with our lives, left or right. It's just all fucking annoying. And I hate that we can't rely on the people that are supposed to govern us. So that's made me sad and slightly mad. But what's made me super mad, and I'll try and say it quickly, is that JD Sports can do one, like do all the ones. Because I ordered a pair of joggers from the Ivy Park. Imagine I'm talking about Ivy Park all now. I ordered a pair of joggers. <laughs> the size wasn't right, so I sent them back and ordered another pair. So this is where they started to fuck up. Was the size, I ordered it, they said it's coming. And then I got about 50 texts a day saying, we split your order, one bit's coming, one bit's not coming, blah, 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 blah. And I kept getting updates every single damn, damn day for a very, very long time, weeks on end. And then they said it's on its way. Third, and that, so where are they? So then when I said like, hey, these things are supposed to be on the way, they were like, well, you've received them on the 27th of November. No, I hadn't, it was a split package. One bit came, the bit that the other bit that I needed didn't come. So I was like, no, it didn't. And they like, well, yes, you did. Can you fill out an investigative 
form. Now you're accusing me of stealing the stuff. Okay, so I did that. Their form was PDF only. I don't have a PDF converter. So I had to go into extra tools to fill out the form to work on this damn PDF, piss me off, and then sent that. Then they said, we'll deal with it. It was just before Christmas. After Christmas, I'm like, hey, any results, any answers? Then I get an email saying, and I'm getting an email from different people every single time. And then I'm getting an email saying, we have no recollection of this order. Can you resend the order number? I said, the order number's in the damn title. And it's, I'm forwarding you the email that says your order is on its way on the 14th of December. So why are you telling me that you have no recollection when it's, okay. So then that, and then um, I've got another email saying, we refunded um, your joggers back in so-and-so. So I was like, so all this time when I'm getting messages after the fact, because they refunded me in November, I didn't know, didn't know it's Christmas, didn't see which money was coming in and out. I didn't know. <laughs> so these times, like, why am I getting a message on the 14th to say they're on their way if you refunded and I'm not going to get them? So then I'll say, so where's my aunt? Where's my declaration that you've refunded me? And where's the apology mm -hmm. for putting me through all of this? They were like, and then I got, then I said, and the thing is, the, the bottom line is, I want my joggers. And they were like, unfortunately, I said, you shouldn't tell me the whole of the globe. There's, these joggers aren't available. No. And then the answer was no, because I broke down every single question that I'd asked. And then the bottom part was, and I want my joggers. The person responded to my question about the joggers and saying, sorry, we don't have any in stock. So I had to send them another email saying, listen, I know you might think this is trivial, but I've asked you a bunch of questions and your answer is not sufficient. You're not giving me an apology, not giving me anything. And then they, then someone else, another person replied and said, we're very sorry, stock problems, internet problems, blah, 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 which is the response I should have got in the first place. And then they offered me 10% off if I make a hundred pounds. Are you taking, I haven't even replied them yet. I'm going to wait till I'm in a 10% off, wait, wait, 10% off. Just want to say, because I just want to make it clear. 10% off a hundred pound order. Do you think? I'm ordering from JD again. And do you think I want £10 off a £100 bloody order? I have to stop you there because do you know how you have to claim this? Because do you not remember I had an Ivy Park issue with JD Sports as well, where I went online to JD Sports and I bought the black version, all black version of the um, Ivy Park trainers. When it arrived, it was black and gum sole. So I went online and I said to them, why have I got black and gum sole? And they said, oh, that's what you've ordered. And I said, no, 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 that is not what I've ordered. Look, and they said, that's what I can see on your on your order. That's the picture. Yes, that's the picture because the picture is linked to your website, which you have now changed all the black trainers to black and gum sole. I had to go on Google, send them the picture, get them to look at it. Rigmarole, 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 rigmarole. Eventually, they came back to me and said 10%. Do you know how you have to get your 10%? You have to pay for your order, then you have to contact them, and then they give you the discount. So this is why I, this is why I'm mad at JD motherfucking sports. And trust and believe, they're not getting my order again. And Ms. Beyonce, I beg you find another outlet when we're all scrambling on Adidas. I beg you find another a retailer. Go to Foot Asylum or somebody else, because bun you JD sports. So that's my mad. And <laughs> forgetting back to my glad. My door handles that keep falling off are going to be fixed tomorrow, I hope. And I really hope the landlord does come tomorrow. Otherwise, next week, you know I'm going to be fucking mad. And that's my sad, mad, glad. We've got some in the comments. Okay, cool. Um, da -da 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 uh zell says the clutchy thing made me sad reminiscent of many situations 
Um, uh, Akoya says, what well, oh, she's asking what happened. And uh, now she's mad and sad about that. Uh, uh, Ronald says, I'm glad the Democrats won the Georgia um, uh, Senate runoffs. Um, I'm glad to you, actually. Ronald also says, I'm mad that I haven't got my invitation from Clubhouse. Guys, what's going on? Invite Ronald to Clubhouse now. <laughs> I've got an invite for you. If you've got an iPhone, I can send you an invite. Yes. Uh, Antoinette says, um, sad this pandemic and the UK not really having a clue of what we're doing with the continuing rise in numbers worse than 10 months ago. Mad, um, BA, no longer flying to Ghana from Heathrow, only Gatwick. For real, I prefer yeah. Heathrow, it's nearer. Glad that it's a new, new year. God spared life, and I'm able to tune into my good weekly therapy sessions with the aunties. Oh, oh. Yes, oh. I forgot about the freaking BA. To be fair, us Canadians have been experiencing that since the 80s. BA stopped flying to Grenada from Heathrow in the 80s, and it's always been a sore, sore point. So I feel your pain. Pissed, man. Yeah. Roll out of bed and go. Um, Nisla Tang, we did host one just um, before New Year, and we will do more. We're just um, trying to get back into the swing of the New Year life, but we definitely will be hosting yeah, our definitely. But we must get Ronald in because he's going to be pissed and they'll be like missing out. So we must try and get Ronald in. So oh, I've, I've got invites. I've got like five invites, so I can definitely oh, send yeah. Ronald in. I mean, look here. Yeah, yeah. Shares, we did want to ask you you want the man's voice to come back again. Shares is mad that she missed it, but we did one just after we did our aunties after dark. Did you not watch our aunties after dark on the 27th of December? To be fair, that's a long time ago, actually. I forgot about that. 27th of December. It's only two weeks, really. But we do need to do one, but yeah, it's just getting back into life. Um, Look, there's more conversations, and let's quickly go to. Do you need to explain about Women's Hour quickly? Yeah, let's talk about Women's Hour real quick. For four seconds. We've only got like four minutes, two minutes. Do you want to read Zell's uh, message? Who wants, to, who wants to lead? Well, Zell's sums it up. Go on, oh, okay. Okay. Shall I read it? Okay, go on, Nana. Okay, so um, she was she was due to go on Women's Hour and then overheard the host cussing her off about a previous incident then declined to participate in the show but after a statement went to put uh after the statement went put then presented the reasons for her absence in the oh okay so after a statement then she basically told reasons why she was absent from the show um and that's a good summary of it really it's like the host was questioning why uh, Kelechi should be on when she had previously been accused of um, saying so or backing anti-Semitic. It was Reggie Yates' um, comments. Yeah, about Reggie Yates' yeah. rhetoric and 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 basically Kelechi actually was just saying like what he said wasn't anti-Semitic. And in her saying that, somehow people's reasoning is that she was being anti-Semitic. And this host was questioning that, but didn't realise that her mic wasn't muted is what Kelechi was saying. Yeah, and the host um, is also Jewish, right, as well. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, and then the host 
once a Kelechi made aware that I've heard what you've said about me and you questioning my um, legitimacy to speak on this subject that she was supposed to speak on in Woman's Hour, then the woman started asking her, this is what the woman says, she asked her, yes, I'm trying to find out why you are a, an authority in this area. Um, and then Kelechi put down the phone and didn't participate in it. And basically she's released a podcast where she goes into it more in more detail as well. So her podcast is out where she talks about this. Yeah. Well, there was other people that heard it as well. So the other yeah. guests heard it too. And one of them came out and said something, I think, straight away about it. Kind of that like, it was out of order. I, yeah. I, yeah. Because the woman was kind of like cussed, but the only thing Kalechi hasn't done was revealed exactly what the woman said. Yeah. yeah. Was saying some really nasty things um, about Kalechi and she heard. And I think, why why continue talking to someone that you've heard this you are your mug yeah 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 exactly and really be like what's why why are you an authority to speak in on topics yeah. and just all of that that a lot of middle class people can do and i think kalechi was right to expose her but it just felt like she needed to give more details yeah is my opinion on it she needed to say exactly what she said because the statement i can't remember what her name was i think it's emma something the statement that she came out with afterwards really felt like she was trolling. Mm. Like I felt it was wholly disrespectful. Like Emma was trolling? Or what do you mean? Um, as in it was kind of like, um, I was just simply asking the staff, like what, what, uh, why, yeah. why do we have she this woman? It. it wasn't like she was putting her doubt in any way. It was kind of like, I'm just asking my production staff I've heard these rumours about this woman before. How come she's on here? And without Kelechi saying exactly what she said about her, yeah, it just felt like, yeah, no, she was I starting. Time, I, I actually think it's a timing thing because I think, like, Kelechi, from, from what I understand anyway, she really kind of, like, like her platforms are hers and she speaks on things in her time. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But yeah. I think, like, for how media works and how news stories and cycles and that kind of thing i think it, it would have probably and it might have actually blown more really and truly if she answered in that moment do you know what i mean or she explained in that moment because you said she weren't doing it in the moment but she yeah. didn't say exactly that exactly what happened kind of thing but i i think like i don't know i like i like her i like her marketing strategy around things so i'm interested to see how this actually unfolds long term but yeah my my quick thought on that was i thought maybe if she doesn't if she never ever reveals what the person said is that you know sometimes we don't think about you know when something's out there for people to have forever so if, if imagine if she said something so derogatory about her and then you've got to see that retweeted about yourself mm. all the time commented that's where i kind of went because i had a friend of mine cussing collectively to be honest saying um you know what's the point of doing half the story what's the point of saying this and not saying the whole story and I understood a bit I'm not in a cussing sense I understood what he was saying but I thought no because she's within her right to say what she wants and he was like well, what's the point of saying it then don't say it but I said well wasn't she just coming back to the point explain to the people she was going to be on the show but she's not and this is why but she's drawing short at actually saying the thing because also if it was anything that was so bad I might not want that out there so for if it's some sort of black dog or something like that and every minute you've seen that go around and that li internet lives forever doesn't it 
So maybe yeah. then that's the only other thought I thought, okay, maybe that's what she's doing. And then also as well, it depends as well, because sometimes when you do these things, like if you've recorded it yourself and then someone puts out a statement saying they didn't say what they said, then you've just got perfect evidence. You've got, do you know what I mean? You showed yeah. us, showed exactly who you are kind of thing. And I'm showing that you're, you've lied basically. So there's that too. So yeah, I think, I think she would be very, um, structured and systematic about how she's yeah. managing this do you know what i mean i don't think yeah. she does anything by accident and she said something about, she said something about defamation when the woman when emma came back and mm -hmm. that made me think hmm, legal so let's yeah. play it very cleanly I, I i hope so i hope she is gonna sue her or something like there's some other there's some other um plan that's going on in the background mm -hmm. so let's see Oh, okay. So Candice said she said what was said in her podcast. She went off big time. Okay. Yeah. So listen to the podcast and you'll hear what it was. So that yeah. just throws my response out the water. Uh, <laughs> we've, got, we've got to wrap it up, my guys. And um, oh, we've got one more thing. Have we got anything else? I do have an unpopular opinion. Okay. I have one. Um, is it my? No, it was far as one. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's fine. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so yeah, my unpopular opinion. Uh, is Slum Flower has uh, been on the internet streets <laughs> quite that a lot. A story. <laughs> but my unpopular opinion about Slum Flower is, and if you don't know who she is, just Google her and you'll see. She was the girl that led the campaign for saggy tits being okay. Like, wear your saggy tits. That's, that's what she seemed to be a part of. But I really cannot stand this new wave of black feminism. Like, I just feel like it's just such bullshit. And her being like the queen of the bullshit in its entirety, and her having like these swarms of, of middle-class lefty white women that come to her aid. And whenever she wants to gun a black person, they are dragging them on Twitter and on Instagram and just like really being her her mini army. I really want all of us black women to shun them, <laughs> to shun the new wave of black feminism. Please, let's not go down this road. And that's my unpopular opinion. And on that note, it looks like we are going to have to have a For the Culture about black feminism next week. So, um, <laughs> Jesus crumbs, because you know that you, I'm chomping at the bit to respond, but okay, we gotta go. So guys, thank you for tuning in. This was your Aunties Could Never, episode 44. You can rewatch back on Facebook and YouTube, or you can listen to us on um, the weekend when the podcast version goes out. You can follow us on all our platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, of course, um, at your Aunties Could Never. And join us next week, Tuesday at 5 p.m. GMT. Um, and for more fun stuff. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody.